This is the final boarding call for passengers Peter Pancake and DJ Paradise. DJ Paradise, Peter Pancake. Huh. Ladies and gentlemen, the main cabin door is now closed. We would like to welcome you aboard the one and only Connecting Flight Radio. And we back, and we back, Connecting Flight Radio. What up? I'm DJ Paradise, Peter Pancake. Say what's up to the people. Do you remember? Hey, when September, hey, I'm going to talk about that song in a little bit. But um, yeah, we're going to take make this intro really short. Peter Pancake, talk about your Labor Day weekend. How was it? Yeah, it's going to be a real quick intro because we have quite the interview for you guys. So my Labor Day was dope. Went back up to Milwaukee, Wisconsin, hung out with the fam, got to DJ. So this was my first time doing a three-day weekend DJ kind of gig mm-hmm. in like since like March, I want to say, like February, March. Um, I think Spokane, Washington was the last time I Dang. DJed three times in one weekend. And so You're a real DJ That again. was a lot of fun. Shout out to DJ Broadway Lawrence for uh, having me out at Uncle Buck's Friday. Uh, and then big old Jimbo Mankey for having me out Saturday and Sunday, actually, for RWB. Yeah, and Jim, Jimmy's um, Jimmy's was, golf tournament. Yeah, we had the first annual Jimmy Mankey Memorial Tournament, even though he's alive. It was awesome. Dude, that's the best. Um, that was a lot of fun, and it was, it was cool. Like, I got to see a lot of old friends, a lot of people in Milwaukee. I don't typically get to see... Because normally when I'm back, I'm just DJing and I'm out. Mm. So it was nice to take a day. Um, but yeah, that was a lot of fun. We'll be back up there Halloween, Halloween weekend. weekend. That's so the way it's looking. More details to come. Yeah. More details to come. But Halloween weekend, we'll be back up there. Um, and then you were in California, actually, for your labor I day. took my first trip out to Cali. I DJed my aunt's wedding. It was it was a good time. I got to see my family. Um, shout out to Auntie Mickey and Bryant. They uh, Auntie Mickey. Yeah, they got they got married. It was it was a good time. Um, I was DJing for like six hours. I got to play all the old school jams. All my family got drunk. It was wild. Um, and then yeah, the next day I went to the beach. I went for a run on the beach at like five in the morning. It was cool because no one was there, and I was just running, having a good time. So it was good to uh, Bro, get. You were. You were straight thirst trapping on Instagram the whole weekend from your beach workouts. And I'll be honest, we might weigh the same, but like there are two different types of people out there. <laughs> it, it, there's you and there's me. Nah, nah, man. You we look the same. We got we got that beach beach photo shoot coming soon. That's what but it uh, is, yeah. yeah. Now speaking of beaches, we taking it to my. That was a good segue. We taking it out to Miami for this interview. Shout out to DJ yes. Kaz and DJ Zaya. Uh, this interview that we have coming up, it's it's pretty long, but it's a great interview with uh their DJ Kaz and DJ Zaya are two like legends in Miami. We'll get into that, but they have a show called uh, MIA Radio. So MIA Radio is yep. their podcast, and uh, you know we were inspired a lot by the way that they did their podcast, and we we're kind of emulated yep. a couple of those things so this interview is dope we talk about you know the the starts of that we talk about djing we talk about food <laughs> nice little food segment in there we talk about yeah. it get, connecting bites yeah radio. <laughs> gets a little spicy dj kaz he likes to keep things spicy so uh we're not even yeah we're not even gonna take no more of your time we're just gonna get into this interview and they got yeah. some dope mixes at the end for you so um yeah they're some of the nastiest djs out of the east coast out of miami so absolutely yeah. Yeah, and then shout out to them as well for having us on their oh, podcast. Yeah, I forgot so to say that. They they featured two of our mixes yesterday. So we're recording this Saturday. Um they actually featured us on Friday, Friday yeah. September eleventh. 
um, which was awesome of them. I had no idea they were going to do that. So that was really awesome of them. And then they are allegedly going to just like throw this interview up in, on theirs as well. So really cool of them to, to welcome us into their podcast world like that, into their podcast family. Mm-hmm. Um, can't wait to be down there. Uh, we definitely have to make a Miami trip now um, to hang out with them and, and kind of officially do the uh, connecting flight meetup. Yeah, with them. exactly. But again, so it's going to be the interview with them and then it's going to be two mixes from both DJ Kaz and DJ Zaya. And then we will see you guys in two yep. weeks with, the, with our mix episode. I uh, connect and flight radio. Yeah. Let's get into it. Yeah. Welcome to connect and flight radio. Um, we have two special guests with us today. We have the one and only DJ Kaz from Miami. That's Kaz K a five. Yes. And DJ Zaya, what the up? One, Hector Zaya. Hey. Um, these guys are, are legends in Miami. Or I would say like legends in the making in Miami. Like I like that. I like that like, better. I think that's like probably the, the best way to even, say it. We're not even yeah. done. Yeah, we just got started. Yeah, exactly. But you I feel like every any time I, I talk about like Miami DJs, if I drop either of your names, people will be like, Oh yeah, yeah, I know Kaz, I know Zaya, they're at da, 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 you know what I mean? So um so welcome. And so the big reason why we wanted to have Kaz and Zay on the podcast is because so they're they have their own podcast that's called MIA Radio. And um, you know what I mean? They were an uh, inspiration to us in making Connecting Flight Radio. That's probably why they both have radio at the end. But like you know, that. it was cool because we had two oh. two people, two people. I don't know if you guys can see the similarities between the two. So when we were starting our podcast like you can ask i mean peter you know i was i was like yo the way kaz and zaya do it on connecting flight radio and he was like okay yeah yeah, i can see that so um thank you guys for coming on the podcast and uh so to get to know you guys better we got to do peter's favorite true colors assessment here we go i think it's more the people's favorite it is it's the people's but (laughs) But, it's because uh, peter is an analytical green over here i like that sort of all right. um, well, again, guys, thank you for being here. Um, of course. This is a really cool episode because this is our first set of interviews after our one-year anniversary. So, oh, congratulations. Cool thank you. We're in season two. Season two. Hey. Um, yeah, so we have this thing called the True Colors Assessment. I know, Zaya, we talked about it for a second. Uh, Kaz, have you ever done that survey before? Uh, no, not that No, one. okay. All right, so... Uh, when we were talking earlier today, we, we referred it to a little bit kind of like the Myers-Briggs, just like a personality assessment, kind of like associating yourself with words. And then they group together and they create a composite score that kind of lays out like what type of person you are based off of generalizations, things like that. Um, and so are you guys ready to hear your scores? Let's do ready. it. All right. There are no winners and losers. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Actually, I'm ready for my diagnosis. Losers, all right, who wants to go first? Zaya Kaz, which one do you want? Who wants to Zaya go first? first. Zaya first. Oh, go ahead. All right. Save the so Zaya, your highest score was gold. So sounds good. I'll read off the description of gold to you, and then I'd love to get your like initial reaction of either like, oh yeah, that's me, or like, nah, that's not me. Here we go. <laughs> so, gold. Are you loyal? Dependable? prepared thorough sensible are you punctual uh in work do you want to maintain organization and handle details do you believe that hard work comes before play uh 
in love? Are you serious and believe the traditional Ooh. view of love and marriage and want to put in a long lasting relationship? My girl's going to love this. this Do is you amazing. demonstrate <laughs> love and affection through practical things, through practical deeds? Um, so the gold is very, the, the really good way to explain it is like, you love sweating the small things because you know that that attention to detail builds into bigger things. Yes. Um, give me that first reaction. I'm, I'm looking at oh, you right now. Man. You're nodding. I'm a, everything you just said, I'm going to clip it and put that on my bio. Like you just, right. I, think, <laughs> I think you nailed it, bro. For sure. I think I love, like, that's my thing. Like the, the small mm-hmm. things, like working on the detail. Cause I always see like the bigger picture, like you said. And I, like, I enjoy like the tedious shit that like no one likes to do like that's the stuff i love so yeah man wow. and definitely uh i mean i i i, I could say newly over the last couple of years the love and the more uh compassionate part has yeah. come into play but that was not always the case for sure there we go okay all right um and then there's usually a second strength you have so it's usually like your uh blue gold or your gold mm. green or you're an orange blue you know like you have a primary and a secondary trait you actually tied in second place so you have two extra traits that are both strong that would be or that would be orange and green so we're gonna couple this in with you kaz because orange was actually your highest numbered strength okay so i'm gonna read off this orange and zaya i know that you're Probably going to start nodding along as well with this one. But Kaz, I want to get your reaction to this one. Okay, bud? So here we go. Orange, are you witty? Are you charming? Are you spontaneous? Uh, Would you consider yourself at times impulsive, but also generous? Um, Are you bold? Are you immediate? Are you courageous? So are you restless at work? Do you like your independence and freedom? Um, And do you utilize your physical coordination, such as like you like to work with tools? Um, the love factor in love. Do you like to share interests and activities with your love interests and explore new ways to energize the relationship? Do you believe that giving extravagant gifts brings joy and happiness? Um, and then here we go. Here's the best one. As a kid, did you have trouble fitting in into school routine? Did you learn by experience rather than listening and reading? And were you motivated by your competitive nature and sense of fun? Yeah, I mean, the last one is probably the the one that's grown the most, I would say, okay. in the last few years. I I feel more motivated by my peers, especially when it comes to DJing. Like, my peers is what mm-hmm. motivates me the most. Like, I'm not motivated by whatever top DJ. I'm motivated by, like, my friends and family, you know? So, mm-hmm. I would yeah. say that, yeah. You actually the have gift, the, the gift one is score. the one, the only, me? The For what? orange, in, in all the people we've interviewed, you have the highest orange score right now. So, okay, pretty cool. I mean, I'm pretty impulsive. A lot of those are true. The only one is a <laughs> gift one. I don't. I'm not a big material person in that sense. I don't like. Okay. To give, I like to give more meaningful things and practical, like you said. Things, I guess. Got it. Practical, okay. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So the the but general on, on the consen- work side on the work. Yeah, go ahead. No, I'm sorry. On the work side, I would say it's pretty spot on. Uh-huh. So the the general consensus on orange is like you're an in the moment person and you love doing whatever needs to be done to make something happen in that moment. So it might not be a hundred percent about the planning as much as it is about the execution. Like for example, 
I feel like you would be a guy where if we had to pivot real quickly with something, you'd be like, all right, let's do it. Right. Because if, if you knew the bottom line, you were like, well, if this helps the bottom line, like, let's do it. Um, I'm quick that, on my that's pretty feet. Much orange. Like, there it is. Yeah. yeah. I, I'm quick on my feet. And like with us, like, I think Zaya's the back end. I mean, we can break down how we kind of work. Zaya's the planning guy and he's the one that mm-hmm. I'll come up with ideas. I'd be like, yo, why don't we do this, this, and this, and this? And he's like, oh, and then he'll like expand it. And then while we're doing it, if something doesn't work, I'll just be like, hey, what about this? Mm-hmm. Like, just, I'm always like, trying to not make it suck i guess (laughs) (laughs) that's a good that's a good balance so the last the last one that was a strength was green um we're gonna quickly go through the last two just so that you guys uh know what the other two colors are so green was actually your second highest kaz um and zaya this was also the one that you tied with was green so green is your analytical conceptual you're calm cool and collected uh you're very logical you're a problem solver and then in work, you're an independent thinker. So you believe that work is play and that you enjoy challenges uh, throughout your standard routine in order to keep things spicy. Um, the, the, funny, the funny question they present is like, as a kid, did you always feel older than your year? Did you always feel older than your actual age? And did you focus on things that were mentally stimulating? And did you become impatient with monotonous routines, things like that? So both bit. of you had that as a second highest strength. I can see that. Yeah. Okay. All right. Um, no, the last color is blue, which there yeah. you scored high on. And yeah, that's blue actually is, blue is someone that's like emotionally. Yeah. That's me like emotionally driven. Um, I don't have the same list that Peter has, but like you yeah. seek harmony in groups. You like doing things in a group setting um very enthusiastic creative and you're sympathetic you like feel you you'll you'll make decisions based on like how other people will feel or how it'll, it'll, it will make the whole situation feel so that was blue so i think i was like blue blue orange. yeah Peter's spot blue. on the other yeah. the other terms for blue is like sympathetic personal warm communicative uh compassionate the the other questions they asked was like do you like to seek balance? Do you like to work in the arts? Are you big in education? Do you love influencing others for the greater good? Things like that. It's a good point. Um, now, I believe that everyone has all four. Like, let's be honest. We're not all just like one or the other. Yeah, right. But I think it's, I think it's cool because the strengths really show out. Like, Zay, you were just, the entire time I was reading, you're just like, yo. Yup, it's like yeah. a fucking therapy session, bro. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you, you didn't even know. Y'all, y'all two were just laying on my couch right now. Yeah. <laughs> Everyone should do this. Yeah. Right. It's, it's cool, though, because if you're, if you're in a group setting for work, for example, like, when Josh and I originally took this, we, we had the indications of, like, how we worked well together, and, like, we were good. And then once we read through this, it was like, oh, like, this is why Peter like constantly like sweats the small things and like wants things to be like in a timely manner and like on a schedule. And then for Josh, it was like, Oh, this is why Josh like really cares about like what others think about what we're doing and like the presentation and stuff like that. Oh, you get smoking? <laughs> uh, I'm, on a, I'm on a zoom call. My bad. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not home, so. No, you're good, dude. Yeah. It, it was just cool because then you get to understand the very like broad sense of like what makes someone tick. And then from a very like generic lens, you can say, oh, well, like if I know I want to get something done and I need somebody's like cooperation or I need someone to like jump on board with me, like if I approach it this way and give them like, let's say like 
a gold or like an orange rationale, they might be more likely to be like, let's go, let's do it. Or mm. like, for example, Zaya, like you're a high, high gold. I'd be like, well, if I give Zaya the understanding and context of like why all these small things matter for the big thing, it might make him buy in quicker than if I were to just be like, we got to do this. Yeah. Right. You know, yeah. I'm definitely so, more of a logical person yeah. for sure. I need to see like every single angle before. Let's see. Now I'm like yeah. the opposite. I'm like care more <laughs> about the big picture and then like we'll figure out all the small yeah. stuff. Yeah. Right. Later yeah. on, you know what I mean? Yeah. But yeah, my my strength was was green. Uh I was a green gold, so I'm very analytical, very like process and routine, which makes sense cuz I'm I'm literally a principal. So <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> it's uh it it plays well into into the Are you you're a principal of a school? Yeah, like literally school. Yeah, pre Oh, yeah, oh, principal pancake is what all the kids it's gotta keep that rap low though i can't tell <laughs> oh, anybody about it yeah that's like a high position bro that's like a flex bro <laughs> oh, accidents geez. accidents happen man let me tell you that's dope man <laughs> <laughs> thank you no it's it's cool like i do this activity with all our teachers and like it was really cool to kind of figure out how people worked and how people vibed and i'm like this seems like a guy that'll just do whatever he needs to do in the moment versus like this gal just like needs thorough detail. And it's like, well, if I know that I, I understand yeah. how to communicate a little better. So collecting data. Okay. Now that you two know about each other, here's the real question. <laughs> do you believe there are any current things that you guys do when you work together where you're like, Ooh, I might want to change how I approach this with him. Ooh, that's a good yeah, question. probably has a whole bunch. Of <laughs> <laughs> he's like, he's like, let me open up my list. Here. Uh, <laughs> I mean, I mean, to be honest, we kind of, we try to address those things. I mean, not like, mm -hmm. you know, we're especially this year, we've tried to find the balance of like being more structured, but also not so serious. So we, we kind of like try to stay on, on a, on, on the same page always. But I mean, right now is because we, we, you know, we've been figuring out this new, this whole new thing we've been doing mm -hmm. since quarantine. So mm -hmm. yeah, We've just been doing that, but I mean, not, I mean, I can't think of anything right now because we've kind of addressed the things that we were. We've always, I feel like we've always had like a good workflow pre-COVID, okay. like um, kind of like I said, you know, Zaya's back, like come, like he perfections everything, like he's he likes to be that way, and mm -hmm. and and we complement each other because you know I, I I'm more of the like not create like i come up with crazy dif different shit and he knows how to translate it and make it real you know yeah and he's yeah. not scared to hold back or say anything or come up with anything so, so well sometimes since i'm so logical i'm like oh, i don't know maybe let me think about that more and he's just and like yo cool, and i say it and i do it and or let me tweet this out and yeah. fuck everyone yeah. <laughs> and like and then we got something so that's why i think it works yeah. so well because i'm more like you know thinking okay how can we do this and he's just like boom 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 so we're like always constantly like yeah like it's 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 literally a balance because um like like they, like we'll just come up like if i come up with something that's really wild or like yo like calm down like they will tell me like yo like <laughs> slow down like, like, hold, like, up, or, hold up yeah <laughs> or like no you know what if we do this and he'll be like yo i think it's better if or you know like certain wording and phrasing that that changes that kind of tells me that clicks in my head like all right that's i'm being a realistic or yeah. you know what let's make it work in this way or whatever so 
Well, um, I actually want to, because like our first question we we're just going to ask was about MIA Radio, but we're already talking about it kind of. So can we, can we like go back and talk about the origins of how you guys came up with MIA Radio, how you guys decided to work together and... Yeah, just I guess just start at the beginning and then we'll just go from there. Yeah. Um, so the context before you guys start is like we we do have a lot of DJ and music related listeners and like because it's a travel component, we also have listeners that have no affiliation with like the music industry at all. And so right. uh for for a good amount of our listeners, like you guys will be the first exposure they have to MIA radio. So mm. um I think I think the background and context is something that'll be great for them to just really really understand who you guys are. Yeah, mm. I mean even to keep it like more not so dj based we we were just looking for something else another lane to utilize within the dj space like we were like all right we're djing we got you know i had lived in vegas that's where i met josh and then mm-hmm. i came back to miami and then i was like all right like i'm here i i saw what kaz was doing locally like building his name how can we utilize that we love our city like how can we do something in miami that's like repping and then that's kind of where we came up with the idea. But to be honest, we like it wasn't a podcast. It was more like, let's start this thing where we put out mixes and, and we throw Kaz and Zaya and my radio parties and like yeah. take over the club and like South nice. Beach. Blah, blah, blah. But then. Yeah, we have been working. I mean, we were working together for years. We've done parties together and we just wanted to create a concept to kind of like we wanted to create a concept and a brand to build and to push. And the main idea behind it was to bring Miami to you. Like what we do, what we grew up on, what we were raising, what we've been doing, whatever, we wanted to bring to you. So one of the original concepts, like Zaya said, was to do parties. And to, it was pretty much Miami. Like we're bringing Miami to you. So we have decorations. We have just like a full-on blown production that we had. We had like the huge beach, ball, beach balls with MIA on it. Um, like in the corner of the club, we had like a, lawn chair with a you know like just different kind of beach theme miami stuff when the bottles will come out we have different cutouts we had like a pitbull cutout we had a Dwayne weight cutout mm-hmm. um yeah it was like we were turning the club into a whole different event so when you walked yeah. in it's like yo is there something's going on here right but that shit was a lot of work <laughs> yeah we didn't realize we didn't realize how big how big of like a team you would really need um and, and, and then yeah, and then at the end of the day, I think we realized like that uh, it was like it, but it was still just like a DJ event thing. So then mm-hmm. we accidentally kind of we kept talking on the podcast more and more, and people would hit us up like, "Yo, like your shit is dope," or like, "Oh, we loved when you guys talked about that random gig," or like, "Kaz traveled and you did this and that." So then we started focusing more on that aspect. Yeah. So in the beginning, it was more just mixes to to kind of have a theme for to translate into well, party. Well, it was actually just a lot going on like yeah. back, because the mix and this was a thing like and we've been pushing like I've been an avid pusher of like the whole concept that big room is dead. Like mm-hmm. bottle service is, is, is going out the window. I've been pushing this shit for like six years. And when did you start that narrative? Like what, when did you start like that type of narrative? When mansion, when mansion closed, I mean. I, it started like when when staple clubs in South Beach were shutting down mm-hmm. or were just like transitioning into something else. Okay. And the thing is that Zay and I were both resident DJs at, you know, most of the top venues and we were the openers and closers. So we saw the ins and outs. And as, you know, we've all worked in places like you can 
tell it's thinning out or like it's 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 hype is dying or like it's the 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 the, the charm isn't there anymore it's not hitting like, the same exactly so we've all been in those positions where like you know we're like damn like and and we were all guilty of like kind of holding on like it was you know the miami south beach like experience we were just holding on to that and like people were holding on to it and we and what was going on so what happened in miami sorry i'm like super turning left no, but it, it connects all together so as south beach was dying winwood was popping off and winwood is the equivalent to like the downtown in in, in vegas like mm. you know low-key spots no no cover no dress code and i've always been connected with like people in all different ends of the spectrum as, as far as djs so i started working over there and as things started to shut down on south beach i started to concentrate more in venues that were more music based and as i traveled i told people hey look like this shit's gonna die and they're like what do you mean like not a lot and i'm like no nah. like i would go to san antonio and like other places that i've been to and i'm like yo this concept is like phasing out and they're like oh because it, it all happened when the edm bubble bursted so when the yeah. edm bubble bursted a lot of these bigger venues closed down the format of these clubs started switching more into uh uh an urban market as you know you can say mm-hmm. and latin started coming in so that concept was dying out and we were tired of people having like as time went by i had my thursday night party and we were tired of people thinking like oh miami like people will talk to us and be like oh why don't you play a live or story and we told them yo like that's not the vibe like that's not cool people be like what and i'm like no like that's that's like ticket sales, you know, that's, that's not what's popping. Like mm. the locals don't want to go there. And like the local millennial mentality is why am I going to pay so much for a drink? Why am I going to pay for a bottle? Why am I going to get dressed up? Why mm. do I have to like impress all these people when no, I don't, I want to save my money. I want to go somewhere where it's good music, good environment and good vibes. So I started to build on that when Zaya got back. Uh, I had my Thursday night party going and I would always bring guests and the guests, I would always tell them, look, like I'd send them the guidelines and I'm like, like, this is what we do here. This is the Miami, this is Miami now. Um, and the podcast was one of those things that we wanted to push the new Miami or like what's been the regular here in Miami for almost 10 years, which is like the Wynwood real chill, like environment. And that's what we want to show the world. Mm-hmm. That was another angle that we had like, yo, like, don't think about, don't be after the big clubs because that ain't shit here. Like, mm. play good music, have fun. And like, like, whenever a DJ comes to Miami, like, I give them the tour, you know, if they're playing somewhere, like, whatever day they get here, I take them to two or three local spots, show them around and like, show them the real shit. And most people are like, yo, like, I didn't know they existed. You know, I didn't know this was going on or I had heard about it and, yeah. and vice versa. So um, that was like one of the main ideas that we wanted to push. So we were doing mixes of, the venues that we play at the Thursday party mm-hmm. that I had Zaya's Thursday party. Um, even like the pool gigs, I do a lot of pool gigs and, and that format is, you know, it's a little bit different. Um, just push. Like we just wanted to get out and like, we were so tired of people just thinking like bottle service, Miami live story mm-hmm. mansion and set, like all these places that have been closed and like that air, mm-hmm. that door has closed, you know? And mm-hmm. so that kind of to that, get our music out to the, that kind of makes sense because I was actually wanted to like eventually ask because it seems like the 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 viewership or the listeners of your podcast are not, you know, just in the music industry, but just like people from Miami in general, or mm-hmm. that's how it seems to me. But it seems like yeah. what you're saying, like the music that 
you're pushing that you ex- especially first started pushing on your podcast and continue to push is the music that those people would listen to anyway. So it's like, it's like you're, you're, you're literally encapsulating the, the new Miami, as you say, or the Miami now yeah. in your music and in your podcast. So like, why would, you know, someone who's not a DJ would still want to listen to it. Cause it's, that's what they would yeah. vibe out to anyway. And that was, that was another angle that, that Zay and I, like we discussed, we didn't want to get like, funneled into just another dj podcast where we talk about openers for like the fucking hundredth time like, which we did like shit. probably like six <laughs> times <laughs> we yeah. were like all right well, we, like, need we to talk about like dj shit but as time went by like we realized that you know miami is such a nightlife based city that we mm-hmm. wanted to connect with other people that have been in the nightlife or everybody in miami that's up the age of 25 has gone to some kind of club, some kind of bar, some kind of like Miami staple spot. So when we started to, 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 to put out content, like the people that we least expected it were hitting us up like, yo, like random high school friends or, or friends of friends or whatever would be like, yo, damn, I heard y'all's episode, man. I remember going to this venue, like you took me back or like, you know, this is so, I remember going here, going there. So like a lot of the staff too. Yeah, we started connecting with a lot of just the local Miami, you know, our friends, our friends and mm-hmm. stuff. So it um it helped it helped to keep relatable subjects and keep stuff that they know and and that is kind of like easy to consume from all around the board. You know, you don't have to be a DJ or you don't have to be in a nightlife. You know, everybody's gone out to a bar or everybody's you know had a South Beach experience or Winwood experience and little shit mm-hmm. like that. So. Um, so that was the main thing. And then, and then as people came in, as we started having people as guests, like the other thing that we wanted to push was their concept of Miami. What did they think of Miami? Like, like, you know, audio one has been out here. He's played a bunch of spots. And like the first time he came down, it was something completely different. Like he thought it wasn't going to be this cool, like this, like the vibe, you know? So that's always interesting to see how people react and absorb and what they DJ, especially what they play and like what they see fitting for the area. So, mm. I think I answered like ten questions at once. Yeah, I was gonna say. I, I, I'll let Zaya talk. Question, just trying to figure out what's the next one. Let Zaya talk from now on. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You Loki answered half of our questions right there. <laughs> I appreciate <laughs> it. Boom. Um, I think a really cool keyword that you kept bringing up, Kaz, was relevancy and relatable yeah. things being relevant. Um, I, for example, I've literally never been to Miami, right? So like, for me, it's, it's the lens that I have into Miami is you, it's you too. And I think the cool thing that stems from that is like, as much as the public consumes, you know, gross media and just like everything that's being pushed out by, you know, advertising companies and whatever the case is, like, for example, sweet, like I've known the brand sweet for years. I used to DJ at sweet in Milwaukee. They're like random one-off that they had up there. Right. And so my understanding of Miami was just from my lens, which was what I saw both in media and then what I saw based on like my one experience with like a related uh, brand association. But then getting to listen to you guys and really understanding kind of the way that you present yourselves, um, it brought like a really cool authenticity to the table. And I think that goes back to, Kaz, how you were saying like, old friends were hitting you up and, and people that you didn't even think would be associating with you at this point were like, yo, like this brought me back. Like, this is really cool because you're keeping it going. 
I think there's a big thing to say about like Miami in itself. Let's, let's be honest. Like it's, it's a cultural Mecca. Like there's so much dense um, historical culture in that city. And a lot of the times, like, at least my, my opinion is like people go to Miami for that Miami experience. And what you guys both did was you said, yeah, like this is like the Miami experience. And like, this is what it really looks like and feels like on the ground. Mm -hmm. And you brought that to a mass audience and you didn't come from an angle of like, well, we need to sell millions of dollars or we need to sell tickets. We need to sell this and that. You were like, yo, like you come down here, we're going to show you a good time. Like, you're going to do cool stuff. You're going to eat cool food and like, you're going to party and like, it's going to be great. And like, we're not all like that, you know, like you could probably say even like as big as those clubs were, I'd say, what, what would you think? Like maybe 80 or 90% were always out of towners, people visiting. And then you'd have like yeah. the 10% that I were. Mean, at, at some point there was a time when it was, uh, I mean, some nights. Yeah. In the last 10 years, it, it slowly became less and less and less. But mm -hmm. 10 years ago, 2010, you had, I would say, three quarters, like probably half and half. Mm -hmm. Half and mm -hmm. half out of towners, half and half locals or even more locals. Because like Mansion on a Friday, like when Paul used to play and like there would be times when it was, you know, local base, like the house scene, like right from like, house into edm scene like it was still a lot of local guys because it was yeah i mean they were booking you know guys like oscar g that would play at space and and mm -hmm. guys that people know and, and and people in miami followed music since like an early early age so but towards the end it just you know like like what i said you know why am i doing this why am i paying yeah. so much money like that whole idea just just faded out you know like so, as social media became more relevant like Yo, mm -hmm. now I can just show you. I don't have to mm -hmm. show you in person that I bought a bottle. Yeah. I can hold the promoter's bottle and make myself look cool. You know, like yeah. well, it, it, it's a, it's something to say. Like loyalty only goes so far, right? right. And the yeah. other thing, um, just to touch on it real quick, pause. Like <laughs> when uh, we said connecting with our friends that are like our age, uh, uh -huh. so we would do parties and we would do concepts and we would do um, pop ups and stuff. And mind you, like, I'm 35 years old. Like, I'm, like, surrounded by people that are around my same age. So if I'm doing a pop-up, a lot of my friends have kids. A lot of my friends don't want to go to, like, a random club, you know? So we were doing pop-ups at breweries and pop-ups at different restaurants, dog-friendly, kid-friendly, and things that appeal to people our age. People, our friends, you know, that support yeah. us. That listen to the podcast. Demographic. Our demographic, yeah. So... We were, we were, you know, as like the podcast kept going, it just kept building and getting bigger in the sense of like. I like, think a lot of it, yeah, and I think a lot had to do also with what Kaz was saying before, like when we were doing these mega clubs in South Beach and like doing all that stuff, like our friends and our fam, like they mm -hmm. came with us, like they, they, like we came up with them, like we would, because these gigs were like meant a lot to us. So when we would do Mansion or we Cami or whatever, we'd bring like 30 heads deep. Mm -hmm. and we're all there and yeah. like there i was like 23 22 24 like djing like this huge stage mansion and my friends would see me so like they all remember all that and like mm -hmm. they used to, everyone in miami used to party like crazy so like now that our friends don't really do that anymore like they got family they got work like 
they listen to us and they're like, oh, yeah, I remember that. Or oh, they, live, they live, they live through like memories and shit that we do. And like, yeah. that's what we'll do, like the throwback mixes of us opening or like EDM and on the Twitch, same thing. Like, oh, so and we'll start playing random EDM songs because it takes them back to that moment. And um, but it's, it's our audience, you know, like we've, we've yeah. built our audience and we know that that's one part of our audience. You know, there's another part of our audience that's a lot of younger DJs that are coming up. Or young guys that are, you know, probably like five to ten years in that don't have any kind of direction. You know, like there's no direction in the DJ scene or pre-COVID. Um, mm. So it's guys that, you know, like grew up on on three-style guys, and and they see that oh, this guy's playing here and 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 playing there, and um, you know, like I've I've booked Jay Spinoza a few times, and and he's it's not like he lives down the street. You know, like I've booked him for anniversaries and big shit, and and awesome. that creates it's cross promoting because i'll book them they'll promote the venue and then people are like oh well, fuck, what's this what spot that everybody's at mm-hmm. and it just you know we we we're we're good at finding angles to promote and and reaching out to our our, our, our yeah. client i mean our, our audience or whatever and i think also like the our favorite guests that we've had on are like ones that used to be in the nightlife or used to be DJs and they do something completely different now and they pivoted and they're like have their own business or they used to like Mm -hmm. kill it in the, in the promoter game or whatever the case may be. And now they're doing something completely different because we want to appeal to the, because there's a lot of Miami people that like get stuck in that, like, yo, I'm a promoter, I'm a DJ and like nightlife and like bartender and this and like that's mm-hmm. all i do so like i like showing people that like yo just because you did this for like 10 years doesn't mean you can't like open up a successful successful restaurant chain like one yeah. of our homies i was gonna say the one dude who he has like the the whatever kind of bowls or whatever i watched i listened <laughs> yeah yeah that episode was dope man i want to go yeah. there yeah and he was like he was like and a big, big deal coach. and and he just was like yo you know what this isn't working out and 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 went the other way. I mean, uh, George, the the food yeah. blogger dude too. Like, he's he used to be a DJ, um, and now he's he went to law school and, and like, yeah. but he still DJs, you know. And I always say like, yo, you're always a DJ. you never stop being a DJ. You just take yeah. a break. You know? That that <laughs> chef episode was actually the one that like drew me in and like really bought me into like everything you guys are doing. Um, that was also like mega fat Peter days too. So I was like, just living, <laughs> I was living that episode up. Peter, uh, I mean, it's healthy though. Pounds recently, just oh, wow. he just hit the hundred pound mark. I was gonna ask yeah. you because I'm, I'm down like right now. I'm a little bit more, but I'm like 35, 40, 40 pounds down. Let's so. go! Yeesh. All right, I'm down oh, like yeah. twelve, bro. <laughs> <laughs> I was gonna say, wow, wait, hey, 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 entire baby. hey, Zaya, who, who won that battle between? Oh, you, and you gotta Tom listen Boy. to the last episode, bro. Oh, okay, I haven't listened to the last one. We spilled all the beans, bro. Aye, there's a, aye, there's aye. a little bit of uh, suspect <laughs> yeah. behavior going on there, so okay. we had to clear it up. Ah, uh, yeah. So, so DJ Conflict, who's he's one of he's my favorite DJ. No, I'm just like uh, he's <laughs> my homie. He he, you uh, cat or sorry, uh, Zaya and Conflict had like a battle of who could lose the most weight in a month or something like that. And I never, I didn't find out who won the who it was won a tie. That, so. we'll it was a tie? a tie. Yeah, technicalities. Aye. All right, I'm gonna like listen to the next. <laughs> they didn't get a haircut in time. Yeah, <laughs> that's Couple what it ounces. is. It was a, yeah, yeah, yeah. Nailed it, man. Cass, to answer your question, I just ate. I ate sleep for dinner half the time. 
You said what? Oh, that's good. I said I, I ate sleep for dinner a lot. You eat sleep for dinner. Yeah. <laughs> I like I that. Grew, I grew up poor, so I ate sleep for dinner. <laughs> I'm kidding. It's uh, a lot of it was just one meal a day, and that was all because of uh, DJ Five. Oh, so he five, lost a lot of weight, too. Yeah, Five turned me on to it, and uh, it was like, it literally was like, we, Josh and I and Five and like, I think it was Scratchy, we were all at a ramen spot in LA together one back in February. And at that time, I was maybe like 20 pounds down. And then Five was like, oh, like, if you're 20 pounds down in two months, he's like, you got a good metabolism going. So just do one meal a day. And then he like got me hooked up with his app, and then. Yeah ever since then so like eight months 100 pounds just oh, gone i can't even so, picture you 100 pounds heavier bro, bro. i Thanks lost an entire i lost an entire ariana grande <laughs> oh. you look like a head coach with the polo and everything yeah, <laughs> yeah dude bucks need me out there man i need to start telling them what to do <laughs> no it was cool pounds. though like say what I, I used to do the one meal a day thing i still fast i still fast like at least five times five times a week um yeah and i tell people yo like first of all i lost a lot of weight because i was very living a very unhealthy lifestyle <laughs> same uh, same so as Dude. soon as you stop drinking stop eating late that's already like 15 pounds off the rip easy oh, Zay, so here you go this is uh oh my god let me go to go to peter pancakes uh, instagram he's showing him the that was, last yeah, one that was, that was this one was eight months ago so like right around uh like December, like November, December. Right? Oh my god! Ago, so. Yeah, you need to take the pancake out of your name, bro. <laughs> it probably, uh, it's crepe, crepe, crepe cakes. cakes. Yeah, keto <laughs> cakes. <laughs> Rice um, cakes. Speaking of, okay, so this is actually a hilarious segue, and I think you guys are gonna appreciate this. So, cakes, pancakes. So I used to do a party in Milwaukee, Wisconsin, when I lived there. Shout out Milwaukee Bucks. Went to Giannis's first game as a rookie, so like I've been there. I've also, to be fair, guys, I've had thirty years of bad basketball. Mm-hmm. All right, so like I, this is this is my time. The last Did time we had this yet? was what, Glenn Robinson, <laughs> Ray s- Allen days. So I'm still not sure even where Milwaukee is on the map. <laughs> to be honest, <laughs> don't even worry about it. You see, you see Canada, and then you see Texas. We're like oh, right over there. <laughs> got you. Um, so I was living in Milwaukee. And I had a party every month, and it was midnight pancakes. And I would literally, we had this bar that I DJed at. It was like a restaurant during the day. And I, like, became really good friends with the head cook and the sous chef there. And so they would, like, prep these, like, trays of silver dollar flapjacks, like pancakes maybe that big. And I'd have, like, three of those trays, and we'd, like, toss them out at midnight for everyone. It was a mess. It was disgusting. It was so gross. Just pancakes everywhere. Um, and that leads me to the question about media noche. Hey, I was like, Hey, that sounds like a good idea. Tell me, <laughs> tell me about the origin of that and how you guys like came across just like, yo, let's just do media noche. Uh, well, if you don't know, media noche is like a famous Cuban sandwich in Miami, which means like the middle of the night, which is like 12 AM, uh, we would say. And uh, one of our our homies, these crazy two twins from Miami promoters, Yoyo and Frisco, like they've been do- doing parties for like years, and they've been like since Grand Central days. Like they br- brought acts from like all over, and then uh, they had their own club that we used to DJ at, which was super dope. And then uh, they kind of took a break, and then they came up with this idea of uh, 
medianoche like but their their idea was like to give out sandwiches during the party which is like a miami cuban thing mm -hmm. but but since the party is literally during obviously gonna be during midnight it was like yo no we're literally gonna make it like an event every time no matter what if the club is packed if the club is 10 people in there or no matter yeah. what we're going so we would line and i'm talking about legit medianoche sandwiches every every thursday cut up uh yeah no no not the full one because i mean people are gonna like go home right after they eat a full one <laughs> right and, uh, they're like little, little bite size yeah so then we there's like a we have a theme song for it like no matter what i could be playing like hip-hop and like it's i gotta amazing. get out of it and at midnight i gotta drop this dj laz block party remix and everybody knew that was like the cue right like, yeah and then like, they get oh, on the shit. mic they get on the mic they get the cafecito tray with the medianoches and it was just like a different concept to have uh, at at this spot called Blackbird in Miami, where like it's one of the dopest spots in Miami. I I, I think I think safe to say that. Uh, and they they kind of gave us a lot of freedom to do what we want. So, wow. Uh, yeah, that's that's dope. Just, I I I actually I I don't know if you guys remember, maybe like a couple of weeks ago, I had asked you guys on your podcast or like i i wrote in a question and i asked oh, about yeah. developing theme parties and how you did it and that was the one that i had in mind so i was like yo peter you got to ask that question because i know he did the silver dollar pancakes but i don't know you used to live in in vegas zaya so i like kind of wanted to maybe just just re-ask that question like how do you think is a good way to get venues to trust you enough to you know, throw a themed party or throw something like that. And obviously this is like pre-COVID days. We're not asking for a friend. We're asking for ourselves. <laughs> yeah, definitely asking for because I don't know. It's I've I for the last couple of years I've been really trying to like throw a theme party like that. And the only one we really had success with was at Commonwealth. Me and Peter did like a um uh ugly sweater party during Christmas time. Um and that was that was really dope. But other than that, it's been hard, especially like on the strip to try and throw any type of yeah. themed event like that i mean the thing is that that's the thing it's hard it's like we, we yeah and i mean like cas could tell you too because he's been at wood on thursdays and that's that's just like a residency he's had for like i don't know what is it five years six years uh six i mean if you want to count the half year off but yeah around yeah six still counts. and i mean yeah and i mean that took him a couple of years to to build it up because thursday was kind of their off night like it wasn't yeah. like a Thursday in Wynwood, it was like just yeah, whatever. Come by and have a, a drink special. So like even us, like we had been over a year at Blackburn on Thursday, and we were just starting. Like it was just getting consistent after a year before all of this happened. Where like every Thursday it was like a, a steady crowd. But I think I mean we could try to answer it the same way we answered because I think we did a good job that first mm -hmm. time. But uh, yeah, I, just, I just want the content on our, uh, on our yeah <laughs> <laughs> i like that i like that but yeah. but yeah i mean it's 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 definitely going in with a game plan i just like yo want to throw a party because like that's what djs do and like you know it's you know coming with a concept a team you need a team because like you can't do it yourself and i think the most important thing which kaz and me can both attest to is like having a venue that like understands like not just any venue that says yes like a venue right. that understands it's going to take a minute. Like, trust me, I'm not going to have a successful party overnight. Let me build on this. Let me get my audience. Let me get my people to the door and build like something sustainable. Mm -hmm. And that's willing to work with you and help you. Not just like, ah, oh, bro, no one's here in two weeks. Like next, what's the next party? Cause then it'll never, it'll never get off the ground if they don't give you some like runway, you know? 
Yeah, you have to make it appealing. Um, that was the other thing I was going to say. It has to be appealing, like, to, to even jump before what they're saying is when you approach a venue or when you're dealing with a venue, um, I would say prepare. I don't know if we said this last time, but, like, prepare. Look good on paper. Mm-hmm. Like, look good on paper and prepare every angle and everything. Be like, all right, you know, we're doing – this is a concept that we're doing. We're going to have this and this, like – sell it to them have have the business side of them and how it's going to benefit them if we're just like yo we're going to do this because of we want not be like hey look you know we're we're doing like plan it out and whatever you think could go wrong that's going to go wrong come up with a way to try to solve it if that makes any sense because like, everyone has an idea so if you can package it Right. And at the end of the day, the venue has to make money, too. And, and mm-hmm. it's for the venue's interest. So um, something that I always bring into into play and something that gives you, this is a cheat code, mm. um, something that, that gives you a step ahead is having a relationship with a liquor rep or having a relationship with um, even the, excuse me, um, the, the manager, maybe the liquor manager at the bar, you know, the guy that runs... Mm-hmm all the orders or whatever, be like, hey, look, it's Thursdays. You guys do specials with Heineken. Can we get Heineken involved? How can Heineken help us? You know, these companies have money to throw and they all, they're like, you have to connect the dots because Heineken wants to do shit, wants to give out money, wants to do shit. Um, and you have to reach out to them and be like, hey, look, because we did um, for uh, 4th of July last year, we did a Cajachina, which oh, is the a Domino's Cuban- and... Yeah. Yeah. So we did the full on Cuban barbecue. We had Domino's, uh, Tito sponsored it. So they provided the cachina. They provided uh, the stuff to cook. They gave out freebies and stuff like that. So that was the angle that we had for that. Um, Just think outside the box. Think outside the box of what can help you. Um, Different sponsors, different, you know, props and and, and, and things that appeal to people. Um, Just little details like that that you show the venue and gives them more of an interest in just like, hey, we're going to throw a party. Yeah. So two, two and, things and, I love about this. Two things I love about it. The first one is you're talking like create a, prof- a professional proposal with like a 90-day game plan. Like this is what's going to happen yeah. in 90 days. And like we're going to get here and here's how it's going to happen. I think that's an incredibly overlooked strength or skill set that anybody in like service industry should have in their bag. Um, the ability, right? The ability to like not only negotiate at the table with like managers and partners of venues, but also like have the relationships to be able to pull it off and be given that grace. Right. Because I'm sure everyone in this, in this chat right now has had a, a manager or an owner be like, all right, you got three weeks and you're just like three weeks will be enough to make it like known yeah. that it's happening, you know? And so I think that the way you talk about it of like, you got to come prepared. You got to come ready with like answers for all of the risk involved, all of the risks that can come of it or like any type of curveball. like have a plan in place that, that I think the ideas are always there. Right. And Zaya, you had mentioned that like everyone's got an idea, but to be able to put that idea on the paper and say, this is a great idea because of X. And then here's Y and Z, Y and Z are how we're going to make X happen. Um, I think that's just such a cool thing that you guys are just like, we know how to do that and we know how to do that effectively Josh, I think this is like a really cool thing for us to like dig in further on, mm-hmm. you know, like we had a pretty good proposal and, and game plan set with 
uh, Mauricio at Commonwealth, well, Commonwealth with that yeah. sweater party. And even from your first annual one that you held last year before we even jumped mm-hmm. on board with it, it was like, that's great. And we even included the nonprofit. But now, like, yeah, Kaz, that cheat code you just gave me, bro, ZR yeah. twice. I already yeah, did it. And you're, and you're doing the work for the venue, too. They're like, oh, they already yeah. have the liquor rep and the sponsor. Exactly. Like, they got to yeah. take it care of. Think about it like this. One thing that, like, working with Rockwell that we've realized is, like, we want to make people's job easier. Mm-hmm. And when I, like, when I talk to a booker, when I talk to a, a manager, when I talk to anybody, um, something that I, I partially learned from conflict, you know, com- like conflict is one to tell you like, yo, make sure you check in, like make sure that they know that you're there for them. Um, and then I, I've developed it in my own way because I'll tell somebody, yo, like, like whenever I play out of town and, 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 and I, I, I'm at a, a new venue, you know, I'm um, there early. I'm meeting the manager, the staff, and I'll tell the manager, I'll tell whatever. I'm like, hey, man, look, get my number. If you don't like whatever you need, you tell me. Um, I'm here to work for you, and I'm here to make it work. This is a team effort. Mm-hmm. So once you're on the same page, like, it changes things. It changes things, yeah. and, and they see you talking and you talking, whatever. And, and this is something that I learned uh, leaving the bottle service club because there's such a stigma. There's such a, like, the manager and like this guy's gonna scream at you and yell at you and this and that like you realize that that environment it's so consumed by itself that it's not going anywhere so when you start dealing with normal people that have dealt with that and realize hey this guy went through the same bullshit that i went and he wants to make it work that means that we're on the same page and we can work mm-hmm. on something so it's it's, it's things that you learn with experience and like the more forward and the more you're like you're on your feet about shit like that the more people see you and they're like all right well let's do this let's work or yeah. this you know what? Yeah, you're right. Why don't we do this? Or, Hey, I know the rep for this guy. Or, you know, Oh, I know the guy that does the koozies. We can, you know, I, this guy just printing, I can get a koozie yeah. printed and, and Tito's can sponsor it. And you know, just little shit like that. Like, yeah. we, like just talking things just come up and, and, and I'll yeah. be like, Hey, you know what? Well, the bartenders can be wearing all our shirts. Like, yeah, that's the thing Peter's really good at. He's like really good at the relationship, like just holding them down and like, keeping them for a long time you know what i mean i i forget i get caught up like i don't know that's that's I, that's dope i'm learning that i from strongly you disagree josh so no nah, no nah, if you, you guys so kaz and zay if you guys don't know josh right now is like the most booked dj oh in las vegas goodness. like in the midst of I like COVID, right every weekend he's djing and it's i it's something where like i'm so proud to have him as a friend and to like see the way that he works right like josh has been there since college and so he's, he's heading on a, like over a decade now of being able to build these relationships in Las Vegas. And I yeah. think we can all I mean, agree, we met, like, there's a testament to it, you know? Like, he's yeah. booked. Like, yeah. even in I this time, it. like, people are booking him. And they're like, yo, yeah, we know what you bring. And, like, yeah, we want that every single time. And, yeah. like... That, I remember when I first that. met uh, Josh. I mean, he was always in the booth, yeah. always networking, yeah. always, but yeah. doing it right, not being so like, "Yo, what's what's that next gig?" Like, <laughs> I think know? the first time, and I was waiting to talk about this. The first time that we met, I think Zay, were you there that time? I mean, I, mean, I met both of you guys at Hyde in the DJ booth. I don't know if it was Hyde, at the right? same time or not. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. When we went yeah. with conflict, you were you were with somebody else. I don't. I don't remember who you were with. I think. I think you were like with a white dude. But whatever. Oh, uh, we were with. Conflict. It wasn't me. No. <laughs> no it wasn't, it was, I wouldn't remember Big Peter back then. <laughs> right. Um, 
<laughs> but you were oh, somebody pause. else. Thank you. I super pause. <laughs> no, no. Let it go. Yeah, I'm good. Yeah. Yo, big Peter, come on. That's a super pause. <laughs> Let's go. Um, but now we met. Uh, you were there. You were just hanging out, and um, and you were opening for conflict. And I think I was either with, I hate to say his name, Justin James, or with Jay. Oh, uh-huh. and, and you know the little, like the little, the the table, the the. At Hyde, there was like the little table on the side. Yeah, the on the right side of the DJ booth. Yeah, I remember like we were there, and this is when I was drinking heavy, and like I was just ready. I was like looking at conflict, waiting for the bottle. Like, yo, where's the bottle coming? Uh-huh. Like, and then you were just standing because I was already used to being in your shoes. Like me and Zaya were that. You and uh-huh. whoever else was there, like where we were just being the bag and like, and like just absorbing, which is completely normal. But like, uh-huh. I'm at a venue that I know I have zero chance in playing. I'm out here to get fucked up. I was like, just trying to like Vegas it up, you know, yeah. you were like just there. And, and as you kept doing your shit and, and, and when I went to the, uh, see Zaya and like, I saw your name come up and you know, it, it's, 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 you've lasted and, 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 and you're, you're doing it right. And that's how it's supposed to be done. You know, like, oh, I, and, and I, I Vegas I appreciate is, that. <laughs> thing, you know, Vegas is, is a hard market. You know, there's different ins, different outs, and yeah. and and you've done it organically, which is which is dope. You know, and it's it's not easy, bro. Yeah, nah, I say it's it's uh, now that I think about it, that's true. I feel like I did develop a lot of relationships, a lot better than I think. What what happened though is over the last few years, and it's been good because now maybe I don't have to like foster those relationships as much. But what I'm saying is, Peter can fucking like he's like on it with everyone and i'm just like uh, people just hit me up and they're like yo you want to dj this and this and that and it's because of the work that was put in before now i'm like i don't know i'm like flustered with all these and i appreciate you and i know you did it sober all the time i didn't yeah i didn't drink well that was the thing and that was i got that from conflict shout out to dj conflict he he was because he was always like yo like if you want to be on top of your game like don't drink while you're djing don't get fucked up while you come out here and i've I've seen it happen with many DJs where they, you know, lost a residency, lost, you know, a good yep. opportunity just because they were drinking so much. And like, I don't not drink. I do drink sometimes. Yeah. But- no, but I, I mean, cause, yeah, yeah. I, cause even I remember, especially being in Vegas, I would like be like, Oh, well I got to drink. Cause like, that's the social setting and that's how you yeah. get gigs and that's how you do this. And that's how you do that. So it's not easy when you don't, cause to be honest, you, you do build relationships quicker yeah, while you drink like yeah. that. But it's it's a double edged sword. Yeah, so. it's just, you gotta you gotta be you gotta be aware and you gotta be you gotta know when you know like mm-hmm. I've learned when and sometimes I'm just like oh. <laughs> but yeah, I think it, I think it's never uh, give them a reason, right? Like never give anyone a reason to exactly doubt what you bring to the table. Yeah, right. Yeah. That was always my thing, too, with drinking. It was like, I feel like if you meet a manager and you're, like, already drunk, like, yeah, maybe you guys might, like, laugh more. Make, But I think if, as as a professional, it's like, yo, I'm here. Like, I, I've seen you around. You're not, like, getting wasted at the bar all the time. And then when I, like, ask you, like, oh, yeah, here, here's my card. Like, you know what I mean? Let me know if you guys need an opener or whatever. Then they're like, oh, okay, this guy's serious. Like, I've seen yeah. him in the club several mm-hmm. times. I haven't seen him you know, drunk or just like hitting on girls and stuff like that. So that was kind of a thing that I definitely got. Well, I think that's just my personality, but I got that from conflict. Like you want to be professional when you're out here and you know what I mean? Not just getting wasted. So I don't know. I think that helped me a lot. Um, for sure. It's okay to drink. 
Yeah. <laughs> I'm not saying not to. Yeah, but I don't know. There's some of those nights, man. Yeah, I'm telling you. Defending himself. Yeah. Like, what come you on, guys. Guys. <laughs> I mean, I don't drink. I don't drink like. I mean, and I, I told myself moving forward, like after quarantine, I'm not gonna drink at certain gigs. That I'm, I mean, I stopped drinking. Like, so example, like on my Thursday gig, I've had a you know six years. No, October the week before Halloween would be seven years. Mm. But I've had that gig like you know for so long, and like I've literally like I sometimes there was a time when I didn't realize I don't know how I still had that gig because like. <laughs> <laughs> I was blacking out every single Thursday and like, you know, just doing dumb shit. And I was just like, yeah. But I got to a point like a few years ago, I would say about like three years ago, I was like, yo, like, I gotta chill. Like, cause I have it too good. And, yeah. you know, mm-hmm. it's, it's, it's cool now. I like, I, you know, I, I smoke a lot too. And, and, and I'm, I'm pretty open about that. So mm-hmm. like, sometimes I rather smoke. And a lot of venues in Miami are super open about it. Like, you could be DJing smoking a blunt and like, you know, you're, you're completely fine. So um, yeah, as long as you have some kind of control and, and you're chilling, mm-hmm. yeah. you know, whatever, whatever your vibe is, and as long as you can control it and, and you're fully aware of everything. Mm-hmm. I think to, I think to close out this section of the DJ conversation, something really cool that I'm, I'm picking up from everyone is like, everyone here knows how to do the approach, how to build yeah. that relationship without asking. Right. Because I think a lot of it is just like checking on your friends and checking on those that like associate with you, whether it's professionally or personally. Um, the, the one question I do want to bring up as we like transition into the travel section is like, it's very obvious right now that like a lot of these gigs are either going to not come back or they're going to be different. They're going to look different. They're going to feel different as we get out of this. Is there anything you guys have for suggestions or, or advice for our listeners who are DJs where it's like, yeah, these relationships are great, but like everyone's in the same position right now. Like people just don't have the gigs and like, it's going to have to be a restart. Like we're going to have to start, you know, doing the, the groundwork again of like build the relationships back up. There's going to be a ton of turnover with management, with leadership. Mm. Um, is there any advice you have for people? I know, Josh and I have talked about this before of like the way I do my calendar is like, I'll set reminders for myself of like text so-and-so or call so-and-so. And it'll be like kind of a rotation of like the people that I know I need to stay relevant to, but like in a genuine sense, right? Like you don't want to come off inauthentic, like, Hey, this is me just checking in. It's like, Hey, like we talked about this a couple of weeks ago. Like, how's that going? You know? Um, do you guys have any advice for our, whether it's DJs, whether it's like artists or producers of just like how to like maintain relationships and like navigate this as we're starting to come out of it to like build back up. Like, for example, I had, I had a three gig weekend over Labor Day, um, in, in Wisconsin and you know, Wisconsin never really closed. So it was, it was pretty busy and I was like very nervous, but also like quarantining now, let's be honest. But um, a lot of it, I think, has to do with, like, the way that I maintain those relationships. And um, I'm really curious to hear how you guys are doing, especially because you guys have way more years under your belt of, like, building these relationships out. I'll let Zaya handle, talk, talk first, and then I'll, I'll give you my, because I, I <laughs> discuss this subject a lot, and I'm, I have, like, my answers. So I'll let Zaya. Yeah. Yeah, I think you'll have more of a DJ-centric response. So I'll just go and say, uh, I mean, in general, every case is going to be different, I think, for everyone. But 
I think it's more of like staying ready. And mm -hmm. if that's what you like, if that's your thing, if DJing is like your bread and butter and your one number one income, then, you know, you got to be on top of it. And I think I know everyone's different. And like some people are like not with the streaming or not with this and that. But I mean, it's like almost the same rules as when everything was open. Like you got to stay in people's face. People got to uh, know you're around, whether it's checking in on your homies that work, the bartender, the staff or whatever, or just doing stuff online, like podcasting, streaming, sending out newsletters, sending out edits. Like I know Kaz sends everyone's edits and like, you know, post and tweeting like Kaz be tweeting all, every, every day, but you know, staying in the eye. I mean, But that's if you that's like what you want to do. You get what I'm saying? Like to each their own. I, I'm not trying to say like, yo, you got to be posting on social media every day so you can get gigs when things come back. Yeah. I mean, I think for the most part, which I know Kaz is going to say uh, touch on right now. It's like just those relationships you already had. Just make like if, if they're genuine relationships, just staying in touch with those people because i mean same way i'm checking up on my friends i'm checking up on people that like i worked with because i was i was seeing them on the regular so it's not about like yo remember me when i when we get back it's just like yo what's good because like yeah we don't, we're not doing that thursday night anymore but like what do you do on thursdays now yeah. so i think i mean that that's it really shows who your friends are you know like yeah who actually fucks with you and who and that's another thing is a lot of people i'm not texting because i'm like ah i realized like bro what am i what was i even doing trying to like yeah. you know smooch up this dude for what for a gig that like i don't even fuck with him like uh, yeah I'm good yeah that's that's definitely true um so one thing that i've been saying a lot throughout quarantine is that if you were like the selfish prick the selfish dj prick Like, you're fucked. Like, and we know a lot of them, like, yeah. like who've gone in because they know somebody or this and this and that. It's, a lot of people are ghosted now. Like, you don't even hear mm -hmm. about them or whatever. But there's a lot of people that are scrambling to figure out shit what to do. But if you had those relationships, you, like, if you're co-signed and you're, like, you're in that higher tier where you've, you know, maybe this booker, you know him when he used to work somewhere else, when he used to be a manager or so-and-so, like, Yeah. Having those relationships and staying afloat, like Zaya says, is definitely going to help you. But you kind of also have to be, I mean, Zaya talk about this a lot. Like, you can't be selfish as far as, like, a lot of your posts go because there's a lot of DJs that are still living in March 14th, 2010, mm -hmm. 2020, when they're, like, still posting, like, oh, the club, like, like, or, like, here's my flashback for, you know, a year ago from the club. Like, yo, like, cool, but... You know, there's people that are fucking getting evicted out of their crib right now. Like, nobody wants to yeah. see you DJ at Live, you know, when you did it for free for a favor, you know? Like, who cares? Like, <laughs> um, it's, 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 it's a weird kind of relevance state, mm -hmm. you know? And, and, and honestly, if you weren't a nice person before and if you didn't have those connections and you were just a dick that talked shit about the openers or, you know, every other DJ was a competition to you or I'm better than him... And, you know, like, if you're one of those guys, you're scrambling, texting me how to help you. Mm -hmm. um, and I'm not going to help you because you're a fucking dick and I don't care. And, like, you're just caring about yourself. Why am I going to give you an opportunity when I have 10 other DJs that I, I talk to on the regular that were good people and we're doing this shit right, you know? So mm -hmm. 
it's 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 it kind of sucks like if and and it's kind of like a shrug moment like oh well you know like damn you're out of gigs because you only did this because you only thought this and this and this but if you weren't you know like i know djs that don't know the name of the managers at bars that they work at at venues that they work at like mm -hmm. how do you suppose how do you think you're gonna get booked again you know like so it's 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 a very it's a very weird subject but like even just showing that you're normal helps mm -hmm. in the sense of like you posting normal day shit like yo here i'm at the store damn this is a funny gatorade haha -ha. like <laughs> when you pop up on people's stories they're like oh shit Kaz. Like, yeah. i wonder what he's been up to you know like I tweeted it the other day. Um, I, I had a gig. It was at this brewery for the anniversary. And I was, like, in the booth. And in Miami, it's still pretty, like, legit. Like, you know, you mask everywhere. Like, mm -hmm. there hasn't been since the summer anything crazy. So I'm DJing at this gig. And I see this girl look at me. And she gave me this look. And I already knew the look. Like, she was just kind of, like, like, this weird, like, she was surprised. And I knew that in her head. She told herself this. Oh my God. I completely forgot DJs existed during quarantine. I wonder oh, what I've been doing <laughs> for the past six months. Like, yeah. I completely forgot those people exist. What has that guy been up to? Like, just by her face and her expressions and all that shit. Um, mm, and I was thinking, funny. I was like, damn, like, like, most people forgot that we exist. Or like, mm. you know, your everyday person has mm. normal shit to deal with to not fucking want to watch your fucking dumb video from the club, you know, like, like, so if, if you've been normal and you're like connecting and networking with your friends and like your coworkers and friends or whatever, and staying in touch with certain people, like it's going to be easier, you know? And, and it's, it's, it's going to be easier for people like us that we're, you know, we're established guys in the city and have residencies and everything, but it's going to be a lot harder for people uh, for younger guys, it's going to be a lot harder for people that are not under mm -hmm. certain management or, or just trying yeah. to like breaking into like places is going to be a lot harder. But I mean, at the same, that's maybe maybe it's a lot easier. Maybe it's the brand new Booker and your concept is appealing, and you know this guy. Like you know, you never know. But I think that if you're not being selfish and you're just being human and being nice, like. You know, you're you're still in people's radars, and I'm always about being in people's radars. Like, mm -hmm. if it's from a tweet or a picture or a mix or 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 edits or whatever I'm doing, like, I'm still here. You know, I'm still here. Like, you're gonna see me. Like, so if if you know, it's it's don't force it. Just like Zayo says, like, there's things that are the same as it was back then. Like, don't force it. If you don't, you didn't talk to this guy. Don't text him. Like, hey, you know, like. Mm. what's up you know or how's how you you know like i don't know like some people hit me up and i'm like yo like bro like what do you want i don't know like but i'm, I'm just a dick too so like if you don't <laughs> fuck, if i don't fuck with you and you're hitting me up like like why you know like i don't understand do you um, Kaz, question follow-up question for you on that do you think there's an opportunity right now though for people to have been reflective and like because people have to sit with themselves more now to like yeah, have that moment have that moment of like, oh fuck, maybe I was a fucking, you know. And obviously, yeah, like, a lot of it, a lot of it's on the other person to be like, yo, I was a dick, right, or something like that. But also, it's like now's the time of vulnerability, right? Like we're yeah. all aware of like mental health and the right. the challenges we're facing right now with it. Um, I'm just really like, it's funny when you say it like that because like, it's it's also happened to me as well with like 
when I got back in the booth last weekend for like the three day and then like 4th of July, I was booked. It was like very, I felt very uncomfortable posting about it. Yeah. Cause I was like, I'm one like, so obviously DJing is a very small culture to begin with. So it's like of the 1% that's DJing, I'm like the 1% of the 1% that's booked multiple nights in a row on a weekend, you know? And so like Josh, even I know like Josh, you rarely post about like, yeah, I don't know. Or like, you know, it's like very like, I still, I still feel that way because of kind of what you said, I guess I've never said that out loud, but I do kind of feel that way. And then plus I don't want people to be like, Oh, he's DJing during COVID. Like you're right. Because to like, cause, cause yo, like, and that's going back to like the selfish pose that I was talking mm-hmm. about. Like it seemed you come off as selfish. People were like, yo, paradise is DJing at so-and-so and he's going to go back to his family and get it to his grandma. And you know, like, <laughs> you know, how people think like, yeah. yeah so it's 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 like a weird thing of like like hey vacations like, yeah yeah it's weird yeah. Like, but, i was fe- i was feeling that way before covid i was like i don't want to post <laughs> <laughs> like nobody yeah. cares bro it's like yo the party's great i'm dj i'm killing it it's, but like you're gonna see the same old story from me yeah every weekend so it, it's I was, wild though because before i used to kind of feel that way too like i like uh, people don't care but then like on the weekend when you don't post that's when like they're like yo why you didn't invite me why you didn't tell me you were here and i'm I didn't like know you're yeah. gonna be there i was down the like, street yeah. Blah, blah, blah. Like, yeah. it's like, i think it's like when you get older you're like uh i don't want anyone to know i'm here <laughs> like i want to do my job do it good I mean, and like yeah we still do i still do those games like get the check and no, no, not even because of the gig. Just like before, I was like, I want everyone to know I'm I'm DJing here, so everyone could come through and I could mm-hmm. party and chill. But now I'm like, oh, I don't want to. I don't want even like want to. You want to <laughs> deal with getting people in the door and yeah, all that. Stuff. I know that, that, that goes to Kaz's statement about get to know the managers, get to know the partners. You know, like get those relationships good because you don't need to depend on other people at that point because it's your yeah. trust with yeah, them. Yeah, it's a moving it's a moving it's a well old well oiled machine once you mm-hmm. get everything going and yeah and you know it's 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 but going back to what you said about like yeah I mean if like example I'm gonna give an example. Right. I I doubt this DJ is gonna listen to this. Um <laughs> being this DJ like damn we, <laughs> I don't, you know, he said, he said y'all kidding, podcast kidding, sucks. Don't know all listen. DJs listen to this. All right, short version. Um, I wasn't like I was cool with this guy, but we weren't like cool, cool. He hit me up. Uh, like there wasn't anything to squash, but it was squashed. And then you know, same COVID conversation that we've had with a lot of different people. Uh, you know, fuck, what is it to do? Or you know, what are you up to? Whatever, whatever. Um, I gave him an opportunity. I was like, yo, man, um, you know, something. Can you do this for me? It's been three months. I still don't have what I asked for. Uh, and it's something that could have been knocked out in a day, something that could have been knocked out in a week, could have been knocked out in a month, nothing. If you're reaching out to a DJ and you already apologize and you're already doing all this shit and he gives you a helping hand for the second time and you're just going to like, oh, man, like, excuse me, geek? Nah, bro, like... <laughs> like I'm not I'm not about that like don't waste my time and, and if, if yeah. you know you fucked up and you're trying to make up for it and you fuck up again like I don't understand what's going on so if you DJ that want to start fresh and you want to like make up for shit or, or you know just be a nice person and like do it like if if, 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 if somebody tells you and, and you are reaching out to somebody like yo like 
what ch- like why are you not doing this you know um so just just what i'm getting at is that like if you're gonna do if you're gonna like make up for shit like prove it prove it mm. you know like all right I'm, it has to be a, it has to be a, a two-way street it's got to be a two-way, two-way street. street two-way street right i mean that's that's relationships in general i mean this, even I just like this yeah weird. sorry go ahead josh no, I was just going to say, I feel like this whole segment has pretty much been about like fostering relationships and especially because yeah. I guess you, you now realize exactly how important they are with all the COVID and there's nothing going on. And like you said, I'm still getting people are like hitting me up like, yo, you want a gig? I'm like, dang, I feel like I should have hit you up a couple of <laughs> weeks ago, but I don't know. So it's those relationships are what's. And there's other things that I've seen, like just to kind of touch on this, like I did that gig. And I have a few DJs reply like, oh, you played here? And I already know what that is in their head. In their head, they're like, yo, Cavs played here? That means they're open. Mm-hmm. Let me hit them up. Dog, you didn't even play there fucking ever. You know, like, mm-hmm. that, like, like, let me go fucking undercut over here. Or, like, let me see what's good. Over, like, that kind of mentality. Like, yo, like, be happy. I'm happy. To, like, there's friends of mine that are working at spots that, they never worked out, and I'm happy for them. I'm not like, yo, let me get in there, you know? Like, nah, you do you, bro. Like, like get your get your money, you know? Like, this is if you're working and you're there and you're doing that, that means that more venues will yeah, eventually open good, up good more for the more. DJ community. You know what I mean? We're all yeah. It needs a team effort, and and if you don't handle this shit like a team effort, and you want to win by yourself, you're not gonna, you're not even gonna make it to the race. Mm. No, it has to for be sure. team at this point. Yeah, so I don't know. We gotta we gotta transition to the. Uh, we we've been on here for a minute. It's been there's been no good segue. Just just yeah. you know, rip the band off. We just off. we just, we just gotta go to the travel section now. So, um, you know what I mean. So Miami, Miami is like such an amazing city. Peter hasn't been there. I've been to Miami a couple times. I need to link with you guys next time I'm out there. But um, I want I got we got to talk about the food in Miami because so we're we're connecting flight radio, but we you know travel is kind of out right now so we're uh, connecting, connecting bites connecting, connecting bites, bites radio. radios what we've been focusing on so we we got to talk about some of the food in miami so i've been i've been to the, the spot kush a couple like, of times and they got the best key lime pie that i've had kush is like down. top 10 top um like as the guy you got to talk to first. in my right yeah all right, all right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah eats, you know, they, they eat crackers and fucking, <laughs> yeah. and like i just i'll eat anything bro I'll eat almonds and I'm straight until like dinner. I don't care. <laughs> yeah, Kush Kush is like top ten venue. Kush was actually one of the first. Um, like so, the food scene in Miami has been very traditional, and mm-hmm. I would say in the last eight years or so, there's been you know more sous chefs coming up with different concepts and ideas. There's a lot of fusion. There's a lot of Latin fusion stuff, traditional uh, Latin stuff that has been like, you know. Like one of my favorite spots, another spot, top ten, is a place called Suviche, and it's Suviche. and sushi fusion. Oh, okay. So it's Peruvian right. and Asian, um, right. and I've taken so many DJs there, and it's it's they have sushi, and then they have like Peruvian stuff, and then they have like little infused different things. Um, but Kush is amazing. Kush is like uh, top. I'm saying it's in my top ten. All right, so Suviche. So pretty much, I just wanted to ask about some of the spots that you take people to yeah. local, so I can, because I know I listened to that episode with a, his name was George, right? The food blogger, dude. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So I listened to that episode. So that's actually what I'll tell people like that are gonna go to Miami. I'm like, yo, listen to this episode, and he breaks some stuff down. But I want to hear from you guys some of your favorite spots. I mean, we we talked about Kush Suviche. That's, um, that's on my list. What else we got? I mean, I live down the street from Sergio's. That's my my go-to Cuban spot. I just get 
pita empanizado or uh, lechón or vaca frita. Uh, you can't Sergio's, Sergio's is a local chain of like sit down Cuban food. Mm -hmm. um, I would say $2 signs on Yelp, like. I feel you. I feel you. No, I That's right in my price range. I'm talking about like you're, you're paying, you know, $15 a plate for a hefty, hefty yeah. side. Um, I take people to this place called Guayacan and it's, I'm Nicaraguan. So it's Nicaraguan okay. food, all Latin food. It's pretty similar, different names. Um, and I've taken people there and it's, it's a spot that I've been going for like, for like 25 years. And it's traditional sit-down Nicaraguan food. And this is probably two and a half, maybe three, like, dollar signs. Oh, okay. But, um, <laughs> Fancy, upscale. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and then another spot is uh, Sandwicherie. Class. Sandwicherie. What the? Yeah. Okay, oh, hold that on. That is, Sandwicherie is, like, Miami staple. Um, there's one, like, half a block next to uh, Blackbird from Blackbird. So, like, when you leave Blackbird, it's, it's right there. Mm. And the original one is on South Beach, and that one's open to like six in the morning. And that spot is like during the Miami South Beach days. That spot was like a top, like. So they, these are like like Cuban sandwiches, like cubanos. No, sandwicherie is French. No, no, French. Okay, it's for, I'll say that sounds French. Yeah. All right, sandwicherie is. Come yeah, on, Josh. Me. Everyone knows that. <laughs> what I I ain't been there. Oh. <laughs> Their thing, their thing is the sauce. The sauce. The, they have a, 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 a vinaigrette, and their vinaigrette is amazing. So, you, you know, you get a sandwich, and you put the vinaigrette over everything. Once you've been there more, you have, like, your different – like, I do the salmon croquet, which is pretty much a grilled cheese with mm. salmon. And Fire. that's like – but when you've been there – like, when you go there for the first time, you need to have, like, the traditional, like, the cold sandwich with, like, the little pickles and everything. And um, – and I've actually, like, I've gone there and you'll run into random industry people. Mm, always. Like, I remember one time, like, I've had play, I have pause, I have rock with him before. And I ran into Sinatra, DJ Sinatra at Sinatra. Okay, yeah. And we ended up, like, kicking it for a while. Like, we, you know, I have, we had met whatever, but we ended up kicking it and, you know, just random industry, you know. Remember that one time? We went, it was like five of us, and then this dude bought us all the food. All shit, Reed, yeah. Reed, Reed, Reed Waters. Reed. Right. Like, he was just like, yo, all these dudes right here just finished working. It's on me. Yeah. Like, wow. That's what's up. So it's a lot wow. of industry. I, I'm going to lie. That's what I kind of miss, and I actually didn't do it that that often, but like the after, <laughs> you know, after the club, just getting some food after the club and eating. What was like, that a pad thai spot in Vegas? Oh, uh, um, uh, folk, you talking about Folk Him Long? Yeah, bro. Folk Him. That killed my insights. Bro, that's the spot where you sit down and they just start bringing you food. They don't even ask you what you want. Yeah. They're like, we know what y'all are here for. <laughs> and you'll never finish it. It's crazy. Yeah. I feel that's like one of the top rest of a thing in Vegas is like that, that late night like food. Like when I first was DJing, that every everyone used to do that. Now I feel like people don't do that. Everybody got healthy and old. I know. Yeah, I think yeah. it like everywhere, every city, no one does a post fourth meal anymore. In Milwaukee, they do that shit, man. We was <laughs> out with all the DJs the last time we were out San Antonio, there. when I go to Texas, um, they're, they're still pretty heavy. I mean, and they still drink a lot over there. Like a lot of my friends over there are like, still drinking heavily 1942 and like i'm like yo like relax but <laughs> dude the fourth meal so here fourth meal spot sandwichery right. we're gonna go from healthiest to like rowdiest 
right. And with chorizo, the healthiest, you know, you can get like, you can even just get the salad. You don't even have all to right. get a sandwich. You can get the salad and everything in the salad. Um, then you have what's in the middle? I'm trying to think. We used to go to Big Pink. Remember that? Oh yeah. I was on South Beach, and I was like, literally like Cheesecake Factory size meals oh, at four a.m., four five a.m. That's Big Pink's. Like, it, and that's on South Beach. That's like a legendary right. like, diner, and it's. I'm talking about like a plate like this big. They had a thing called um, the tray, and it was literally like. I'm already like bought in. You don't even trick. have to talk about it. I'm yeah. already in. I'm already in. <laughs> Whatever. And I would get it all the time. And it was literally like a school tray, like a, a big, like a dinner dinner plate, dinner, like a TV dinner. Uh-huh. But it's like a metal tray, like the size of your computer, probably bigger than the size of your computer. And it would have like five different things. One time I got it and it was like in November. So it was a Thanksgiving meal. It was turkey, uh, vegetables, mashed potatoes, cranberry, everything in one tray. Um, mind you, I'm like blitz out of my fucking mind and it's like uh-huh. four in the morning. Um, then you have the chimney truck, which a chimney is a Dominican sandwich made out of like a burger patty kind of. It's like two burger patties. They put uh, mayo ketchup uh, and then like a weird coleslaw and that's super fire. I never heard of that. Yeah, I took Spider Tech. Last time he was there, I took him there. Okay. Um, hey, and then, shout out Jay. Shout out yeah, Jay. We miss Jay's you. Homie, man. And then the worst that you can get at that time is Yambo. Mm, Yambo. It's Nicaraguan food. Um, but it's four or five in the morning. This place is open 24 hours. They give you the big styrofoam uh, to go thing. Uh, and it's like the size of your keyboard of rice and beans piled <laughs> up. Uh, and then you can get. Whatever meat option you get, pause. The fried um, cheese. And the cheese. The cheese and the coleslaw. And yeah, it's in a huge, Damn. you know, to-go thing. You know, like the Chinese food at the mall, but even more loaded with mm-hmm. tins close it. Mouth's uh, watering. Pause. And that shit destroys your stomach, though. Like, you're not going to eat till like 9 p.m. the next day. Uh, but it's so accepted. good. It's so good. Um, we got to do a connecting blight. All right, yeah, Josh. We, what are you doing next weekend, Josh? You want to fly I, down? I don't know. Do connecting, we, connecting let's, bites? Let's do it. Fuck it. We risking it all for some... You know what's the thing? Life. You know what's the thing that we don't have here that's, like, crazy? Um, there's no, like, really good tacos. What? You know it's wild? I was down in Wynwood, and I ate at this place that was... It, it, was, it was during the daytime. Is yeah. it Coyo? They have the tacos, and there's a club in the bottom? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. So I... I went there, but the club wasn't open because it was still daytime. But those tacos were pretty good. But uh, You're all right, like I'm a I go I to Leo. Like I was in Miami, so maybe I was like, oh, we're gonna we're gonna tag them but in the post. I go to LA, <laughs> yo. I go to LA, and I've gotten picked up from the airport and gone straight to Leo's. Mm-hmm. Dude, I Leo's is good. Yo, dispensary. Leo's uh, <laughs> game over, bro. Hey, have have you ever been to Poppy Taco? I just went there again. Uh-huh. I was just in LA this weekend, so they have the um. Dang, I'm gonna forget what it's called, but we you dip it in oh, the, the, the you dip it in the consume. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's uh, Bidia. That's that's yeah, yeah Bidia, Bidia. Yeah, how do you say Bidia? Bidia. Last yeah. time I was there, I went to whatever the main one, Red Red something. It's like they've been around forever. Cause I mean, okay, Bidia's popping now, but I was there like a year ago. And yo, it was the summer. It was like ninety degrees. There was like a heat wave. 
And my friend's like, yo, what do you want to go eat? And I'm like, I don't give a fuck how hot it is. I'm getting the fucking tacos with the dip. And I'm uh, drinking the, the my good, yeah. <laughs> Yo, we went and it was like 100 degrees outside. And I still ate like five. And Dude. Yeah, but Dude. that's that's slowly catching on here. But like mm. Pastor, like Leo's, like the, off the truck where they... <laughs> and then they flick... They flick the pineapple. Oh, the little pineapple, the piña on there. Yeah, you see. So you got to come out next time you're in Vegas. You got to go to um, Tacos El Gordo. Oh, El Gordo, mm. too. I've had El Gordo. I've had El Gordo on the West Coast in San Diego too. Like El Gordo's yeah. fire. Yeah, I always get the. But you, the thing is, you could you have to get the uh, El Pastor. You can't yeah, get. They're 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 all their other meats are garbage. <laughs> Trash. No, yeah. I mean Leo, Leo's. I've seen. I've gone to Leo's and like, yo, what are you ordering from the truck? I've seen people like. About Roberto's, bro. I lived off Roberto's for yeah. a minute there, bro. Oh, Roberto's, <laughs> Roberto's, yeah. Roberto's. See, uh, here's the thing. So I, I went to school at UNLV, and those Roberto's right across the street um, from UNLV. So I thought Roberto's was good because you always go there when you're fucking smacked. Yeah. You know what I mean? When you're super drunk, you go there. Those carne asada fries or the oh, California burrito. God. Con- they're, they're Yo, fun. shout out Bro. Conrad put me on that the first time and it blew my mind. Those okay. ca- carne asada fries. Oh Dude, same. That was the shit he gave me on first time. Yeah, the carne asada fries. They're fine. Okay, but the at, thing is one time one time I, I went there, out. <laughs> and maybe it's maybe it's because um maybe they have a different chef during the daytime. But I went there during the day, like just randomly, like, oh, I want to go to Roberto's and I got like a California burrito or something like that, nice. and it did not slap. I was like, "This yeah. is not the same." And I haven't really been there since. I don't know why. So another spot in Miami, and we talk about this like a, so much is uh, Flanagan's. Flanagan's. Okay. Flanagan's is a local sports bar chain that you have uh-huh. all over Florida, and I think in like pretty much Florida, and it's it's like the Miami spot, like. You go hang out like after happy, like after work for happy hour for all the heat games, um, late night, and they're open till like five. So it's a spot that you go and it's like you get the green <laughs> cup, you take the green cup with you. But we went the other day for lunch, and like uh, I went with our boy Paul, and like we try to eat like a late night meal like for lunch, and we were both like yo like hating it because we're like so drowsy and so tired and like we drank too we had like a few beat we got like a pitcher of wings the ribs like mind you it's like three o'clock and i'm like bro like what the fuck did we just do and like our body didn't take it the same too because our body's like used to having that and then going to bed and then like clocking out you know mm-hmm. but flannings is, is another spot and that's that's legendary and like like that shit gets more lit than like clubs Hey, so on Miami food tour. Hey, I, I appreciate it. See, so now what's going to happen is I used to tell people, like, if you're going to go to Miami, like, yo, listen to George's episode on MIA Radio. Now I'm going to be like, yo, listen to the MIA Radio episode on our <laughs> We did it. We got it's it. Nah. Y'all got punked. I just, I just thought <laughs> nah, that's no, dope, that's man. We're going we to have to make a trip out there to Miami and get some more of that because sure, the food out there is bomb. For sure. You let me know, brother. Connecting yeah. bites. Same thing when when I go to Vegas next time around, we'll bro hit me up. We doing. We still tour. have to do the one in Seattle as well for connecting bites. Yeah, though Seattle oh. got a couple couple good spots too. We we so Peter used to live in Seattle oh. uh, just pre COVID, and Seattle got some got some decent spots. But I think Vegas so they got they got those four a.m. Chinese restaurants. Yeah, 
to me, Vegas has yeah, some of the yeah. best food in the world. So it's like, yeah. it's hard for me to go to other places. Like Miami, I think is up there. I mean, LA, all the I miss major those buffets though. I used to See, hit those up. That's the thing. I never really buffeted like yeah. that. Like, I feel like the buffet is a thing that you do mm-hmm. when someone's in go. town. You would yeah. Just but I would use it as an excuse. Like, yo, we oh, should okay. go to that buffet. Yeah, I know. Go to the Wicked <laughs> Spoon at the Cosmo. Again. Shout out. I'm complaining. Dispensary buffet. Yeah. <laughs> I've done that one too, dog. Kaz, um, we got the hookup for you in Vegas then because there's like $7 breakfast buffets in Vegas that you can oh hit. Oh, what was the spot that everyone would go to for the breakfast too? Off the street? Oh, the, Red Rock? Was it Red Rock? No, no, the other no, no, one. No, no, no. You're talking about the one at, at uh, South Point. South Point. South Point. Yeah. The South yeah. Point, the, the, the Coronado Cafe. Dude, that's, yeah. that's yeah. been a staple in my life <laughs> since before I lived here. When I was like a little kid and like when the South Point was brand new, we used to go get the like dollar breakfast. Like yeah. we'd go bowling and then do the breakfast. That was before and, uh, I even lived here. Now whenever my family Tuesdays. comes to town. Yep. Yeah, bro. That's, that's Dude, the... South I mean, Point's where all the NBA good. players go too. Like all the, NBA, all the NBA players go to South Point to not deal with the, yeah. the strip stuff. Yeah. I mean, it's like a big hotel. It's just, I mean, technically it's on the strip because it's still on Vegas Boulevard, but it's way out. I ain't been to the South Point in a low minute. key spot. Yeah. Man. All right, we'll hit that up in October when I'm back. I'm so hungry right now. I know. Right, we got we got one final travel question before we break into our rapid fire. So we got two more sections here. So the funny thing is, while we're talking about food, we used to do a segment in our interviews uh, back when COVID first hit, where we would we missed ordering food at a restaurant so much that yeah. we pretended with our guests that we were at a restaurant and we'd order food off their favorite restaurant menu. We're not going to do that now, but I do want to ask a question to you guys about a, the next trip that you guys have planned, if you are going anywhere and if you're not the first spot, you're going to go once you get the green light that like COVID's over and like everything's chill. Let's start Um, with Zaya. The next trip I have planned, well, I actually have a, trip planned for uh my three-year anniversary Ooh. uh but we're just gonna go somewhere low-key in florida like on some rv camper wilderness type vibe get out of the the whole miami city mm-hmm. thing that's the best way to do it like, yeah off the grid yeah yeah any uh, any trip right now i would say um i don't have anything i don't have anything booked but if i was to do anything it especially with somebody um, or a group, it would be some RV shit, some cabin shit. Like, yo, I don't understand people that go to Vegas to go hang out in the fucking lobby, you know, like fam, like, no, bro. Like, um, I don't have anything. I don't have anything planned. um, I feel like we got it. Have you guys always been like that though? Like been like, let's just like go somewhere low key or like, let's go somewhere. No. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, when we were younger, like, yeah, I don't know. Like, I think because uh, obviously, since we travel, you know, most of the time we travel was for DJing. It's mm-hmm. like a different experience. So it's like you're going for work, but like you you have the homie or the, you know, people in the city. So you're it's always like you're getting like the tour and like you're hanging out and you yeah, know where yeah. to go. And so it's like, it's always fun. So then like when I'm doing something that's not, dj related or or just want to travel to travel like i i like on a low-key shit because like mm-hmm. it's weird like I, when friends would tell me they want to go like to san fran or like vegas or like san diego i'm like 
I'm like, honestly, I don't want to go with you because I have a better time alone. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah, Vegas, <laughs> Vegas, Vegas is weird because I went, I mean, I've been a bunch of times and it's mostly work related. Uh, one time I went for a bachelor party and the only reason I went is because they were like, yo, we're not going to do, they didn't want to do, they did like the club shit one night, but mm-hmm. everything else was kind of just winging it. And we went to the one of the parks, like, like the Red Rock parks or whatever, like Red the Rock, desert. Yeah, yeah, we went there and we did shit like that, which was super cool. But then, like at night, I was like, "Yo, like I'm out, guys. Like you guys are fine, and you know, whatever. Like I'm gonna go meet up with my friends. Like I'm here for work shit too, you know. Mm-hmm. So I don't, I don't know. But and then also when I travel, like when I was traveling DJing, what I do is I normally go places where I know people or like I've been before. Like mm. I have a non-industry friend too, or or I have, I know other people. So like, I'll book Friday, Saturday, Sunday to DJ, and then I'll stay Monday, Tuesday, like under couch or an extra room or whatever. And that way I utilize the extra time, you know, like it just, Mm -hmm. it's a workcation, you know, like I make some money, I DJ, I see my friends, I eat, I, you know, do whatever. And then I come back to Miami to make like real money, you know, like, so if I was to have anything like that, it's kind of crazy because like the spot that I went to last was probably where I would want to go back. And um, it'd be like, like the West coast, like San Francisco and Portland mm-hmm. um, pretty much food wise. And that's it. Like, <laughs> food, food and, and other um, uh, legal substances. Portland like, is beautiful though, man. Those yeah. trees are so tall. The, the food in Portland is bomb too. One of my favorite Thai restaurants in Portland so I went, I went, um, Pock, Pock. I, I booked, I did, um, this place in San Francisco, I forgot, it's some arcade bar in San Francisco, uh, which it was like an old theater. And then I did Bruno's, um, mm-hmm. and then I have friends that live in a winery like an hour out. So I stayed with them. I did the whole like Napa, Wine it wasn't Napa, yeah. it was uh, Sonoma. I did yeah. the whole like Sonoma area. And then I went to Portland two days after. I played at tube and then I hung out with another friend that I have there. And same thing. It's like hang out with my friends and I work and I make money. So like, mm-hmm. you know, it pays itself. But to, when my friends are like, Hey, let's go here. Like, I'm like, nah. unless you're going to Columbia, like <laughs> some like degenerate shit. I'm not, I'm not bad. Yeah. <laughs> that was a lot of Josh and my trips was oftentimes we get booked and we just be like, well, we can cover the expenses by DJing like that, that trip's mm-hmm. worth it. Right. Mm-hmm. because we know that we know where the bread and butter is for for making the money and a lot of it right. oftentimes isn't like oh we'll fly you out we'll cover all your expenses it's like we'll pay you for the gig right and you're like shit well if i can yeah the door is closed and every everybody else everybody that was fronting it and flying out for 500 bucks paying their own ticket like i i i can point them all out and yeah like that and that's that's the one thing that like we've always pushed and especially me i mean Peter, we just met, but like you've seen how pretty forward and bold I am. <laughs> like, don't sell me the fucking promo video with you walking into the club with your bag when I know how much you made. When the booker is my boy and he hit me up and he's like, "Yo, what's up with DJ so and so?" Like, makes no sense that he's only here for this gig. Like, yeah, you know, I know that I play at the same venues, but I'm at three other venues in that weekend, and you know, the first gig pays for everything and gives me pocket money. Everything else is 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 um extra is extra yeah, yeah. so 
Kaz, uh, you and I, you and Wellman need to be like uh, <laughs> Wellman need to start a start a podcast together. <laughs> right. Wellman has this one. We're trying to get him to do it with us as a segment. Wellman wants to do one called We Need to Talk. <laughs> yeah. We Wellman, have like a, it'll just get a two spicy. minute a two minute segment of Wellman well, just yeah, talking we have, about let's something. Get spicy. We have let's get spicy where we talk about is that what y'all call it? Oh yeah. Scenarios and tweets and um yeah. but uh but yeah, I mean like if it's travel shit like that, like I mean I'm I'm forward and don't front don't front on the game because those people are actually ruining it for everybody. You yeah. know, like like yo, you wanna take that gig for that little? There's people that actually got more money and now they're like, Hey, we have a problem solver. Mm-hmm. And I call them problem solvers. Any DJ that is a lot of times a resident in a venue um and is a problem solver. Your scam guy got too drunk last night and missed his flight. So the problem solver is DJing for his rate the whole night. And he's getting paid the same when the scam guy was going to make four times what he made. But you know what? The booker is fucking running out of ideas. Nobody else is available locally. Hey, you want to rock all night instead of just opening? Sure. Then the guy goes and he shits on everything instead of not having that middleman. You know, I'm always all about getting spicy. So that's that's a spicy subject. Actually, hold on, hold on, hold on. I, I kind of want to debate this though, because here we go. Because I don't know, I don't get like offered thousands of dollars to go DJ at clubs that often, but I like to travel. So yeah. if I get two gigs that like pays for my flight and my really? uh, hotel and all that, and I get to go explore a new city, like I what's no, that's I don't I think. Do. Yeah, it's not what he's. I don't think what he's trying to say. I'm talking saying, about the guys. I know guys that are out. And, and the 500 is, is like a very, they might be getting more, but I always say mm-hmm. 500 because it's like, oh, close number, a number that you can like divide Baseline. away. $300 plane ticket. You're already 200 bucks. You have to get, you have to get, you have to get, you have to get you opening your hotel door uh-huh. with the, <laughs> You have to get it. No, hold on. <laughs> if you don't get hold it there one more second, real quick. Hold up. Hold it there one yeah, more yeah. second. That's screenshot. Flip that this. around and then... screenshot this real quick. <laughs> For everyone who can't see this, he's uh, showing his card. <laughs> um, the look. You have to get that. Mm-hmm. Yo, like, and that's why I say, like, one trip, I bought two, three gigs. First gig pays the flight mm-hmm. and gives me money in my pocket. Pays my flight, Ubers, and expenses. I'm chilling and I could just not work the rest of the time and, and, you know, leave even, but I booked two, two other gigs a Saturday. Sometimes in after Chicago, I'll book like three gigs in a day. Like, yo, usually when you, when you plan it right. And like, you know, with some thought, usually when you book those two or three gigs, it's like everyone's in a, in accordance, everyone's in yeah. the same mm-hmm. understanding. So like they either work with those other venues or they put you in the right direction. Mm-hmm. So it's like, okay, yeah, he's making this here, but we got him this total amount for the weekend so we know what's up but there's people which we know that would i mean not anymore but they would i'm talking about like like he got it the flight the 3 p.m flight to get in to get the hotel to go play to come back and leave and literally be negative and, you know, like through a dm like yo i got i'll do it for this much because you know like whatever i just want the look like we're connected. Like we're You're connected. shooting shooting yourself in the foot. I've had I'm not gonna have you back. I've and had DJs. Do, it's gonna be the same cheap rate. Mm-hmm. I've I've had DJs go into markets um and 
I've had multiple DJs ask me from different cities, yo, what's the deal with so-and-so? He's playing here. Like, I wonder who booked him. And I'm like, oh, I'm like, he's a cool guy. And people know me. So when I play, he's a cool dude. They already know, like, yo, spill it. Like, and I'm like, spill what? Like, I'm not going to yeah. ruin his, his, his scam, his biz. That's what he's doing, you know? But I'm going to tell you, yo, if we're playing at the same venues, I'm going to tell you straight up, you know, like, I don't hide numbers or I don't hide bullshit because I'd be like, yo, I got X tomorrow. I got this and whatever. And I know what I'm getting, but the guy's hitting me up because it doesn't click. If he books my gig, if he books my Friday and Sunday when I'm in that city and so-and-so books my Saturday, he's like, yo, why is this guy just coming here for this? He's literally in the city for 500 bucks overnight to sell what? The backpack, the Toomey promo video? Yeah, I'm so done. Damn, guy, <laughs> oh. Like the two me walking You got to pay someone to do that video so, for you. So now you dabbing, extra, like, dabbing the true. door guy. Like you just, bro, the guy in the suit outside, you, you dab him up. What's up? Mm -hmm. Hey, man. Hey, hey, bro. Uh, excuse me. Uh, and that's when the guy tells you, no bags. Oh, I'm DJing here. Oh, okay. <laughs> he opens the door up. He's like, yo, we're filming a video. Can I come in and, and like dab you up? And <laughs> why, bro? Fucking get being an asshole, bro. Like, what the fuck? Like, <laughs> I ain't, I ain't gonna lie, like probably six or seven years ago when I first started DJing on the strip, I had that exact video. But I mean, it was in the, it was at the at the place where I was DJing at. But I was like, but, all right, I'm gonna walk up. We gonna dap up. <laughs> yeah, it was just like the, that. What's the first thing you said though? What? Seven years ago. Yeah, that was eight yeah, years. Ago. That's when and it was at the place that I was DJing at. It was like literally at the place I was DJing. I just wanted some more content. Yeah, I mean, content. I bro, I have I. I have all that. I have all that. Believe me. And I always say this. Most of the shit I talk shit about, I've done. Believe mm -hmm. me. I have those videos. I have the fucking confetti build up fucking like I have all that shit. But as time goes by, as the industry as the industry has changed, you come to realize that things like that are relevant now. You mm -hmm. know, five years ago, six years ago, you wanted to get booked. You sent an EPK and 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 you look good on paper. You're getting booked. Mm -hmm. People try to emulate that by 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 ghetto rigging it and booking their own shit, not having a manager to, to talk rates. And then other people that have management are getting fucked over. And they're like, yo, we're booking DJ lonely by himself here. When we have five guys on this roster that we pay three times as much, why are we paying these guys three times as much? You know, this guy came and went and did a mediocre job, which means that we couldn't even tell the difference. Mm -hmm. Everybody fucking eats shit. That's what happened. So seven, eight years ago, yeah, you were setting the, the blueprint and then should just you know things unraveled and we realize how things really are and we realize that shit doesn't mean anything uh, people try to emulate that because they think it still works it worked for so-and-so but it's not gonna work for you all right all right so i gotta ask this because I, I know this is starting to go long and we we're gonna skip this question but you're talking about it now so for the so for the future what is what is you guys see the future looking like for djing because obviously it's not going to be the same so like for someone who's djing or just like in general how how's the best way now to navigate this now that there's going to be a reset in the, in the music scene, in the club scene. Do you think that those people who were the pretenders are just out and now it's just going to be all the, the real DJs are going to be in. Do you think? Oh, you know, nah, because at the same time, those pretenders have their relationships that we don't know about, mm -hmm. you know, he might be addicted to staff, but his cousin might be the owner of the venue or his cousin might be the promoter or like, like, the relationship thing is for everybody in every sense. It might be a bad relationship. There might be a guy in there 
there might be a shitty DJ at a venue that has a relationship with a spender. And that's how he's in there, but that's his relationship. That's his in with that, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, I definitely think things are going to shake up. And like when things kind of come back around, it'll be, um, it'll be interesting. It'll, it'll be, it'll be interesting. Cause um, it's definitely not going to be the same, but you know, it, it's some bookers might still work at the same venues. I know bookers that don't work there anymore. I know places that don't work at certain venues that I used to DJ at and I'm, kind of like yo what's gonna happen or you know Mm -hmm. um and as far as like i don't i don't think it's gonna go back to normal but it's gonna be a shit a new norm like people say Mm. um but i don't know i I think that a lot of people are still gonna be involved or you know what another theory that we had talked about is like like a booker from here or like a, a buster from here is not gonna be the booker there so like you just don't know like, yeah, and I think DJ wise, I, yeah, I think DJ and nightlife wise, and I mean a lot of jobs, it's gonna be more of like the people that weren't taking it serious or were thinking of like, uh, like or just getting started or whatever the case may be, might not be around because they're like, fuck, like I, I was just starting and now COVID, yeah, yeah. and so it might weave out the people that weren't taking it serious or were just doing it as a hobby or, or people that had a long look at themselves and were like, yo, I think I'm good with DJing or whatever the case is just like, I think there'll be more opportunity or, you know, for me, I've definitely been thinking more of like, cause before we were working crazy, but you know, I do a lot of other things. So I've been now thinking of like, all right, I'm going to maybe when we get back, cut gigs down. Cause I want to focus on other things. Cause I'm, mm-hmm. yeah. this shit just reminded me that I could go, away in a second so i'm focusing like what can i do to like if another freaking flu or whatever comes up around i'll be straight because i'll have other sources of income yeah it's funny you talk about oh sorry go ahead no 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 that's i was gonna tie it in with you just like the amount of work that you put into this craft and then the way it could be taken away so quick not to like dwell on covid but go go ahead what were you gonna say no i was i was saying zay like Eric Deluxe echoed the exact same thing you said about like mental fatigue and how before COVID hit, like a lot of people in in the service industry and especially DJ industry, like they were just all gas, no brakes. And they just assumed that was the norm. Like, yeah, if I'm not DJing on Friday or Saturday, I'm not doing it right. Right. And like Eric was even saying how, like even before COVID hit, he intentionally took one Saturday off a month and just had that as his mental health day. And like yeah. he wouldn't go anywhere. He like he wouldn't go to a club. He wouldn't go to a bar. He would just literally. I love spend the, the time. The, I think that's super healthy, bro. Yeah, we started. We started doing a lot of happy hour gigs, mm-hmm. and like it was funny because one of the spots there's another Koyo, uh, in a more residential area, and that one pops off. And when we would do it, it always be like a like flip because it's like the happy hour and then the night. It was what like five to nine, and then nine to close or whatever. So it'd always be like between me and Zan, it'd be like, eh, like we both kind of wanted the happy, most of the time we both kind of wanted the happy hour gig because like, first of all, it's super lit. Um, but then you were done at nine o'clock and yo, there were so many, there's times, you know what I was doing? I was booking pool gigs um, and then happy hour gigs. So I was done at four and then I had to be at the spot at, at five. You know, I just take my bag and boom, change, change my shirt, go play here. Sounds like paradise. Do you, 
Yeah. Oh, sh- then you're done at nine though. Well, I used to do that with corporate gigs and I just thought about that. I'm going to miss corporate gigs if those don't start coming back. Cause that was the best. Like I'd be done by like nine 30, 10 yeah. and I could go to sleep at like a decent hour instead of having a, you know, and if I really wanted to, I could take like another gig. You know what I mean? I, I could take another gig at night that started at 10 30, yeah. but I wouldn't feel guilty if that was my only gig for the night. Cause I probably made All like right. $700 doing right. this corporate gig and then i can go to bed at 10 o'clock like yeah that's an ideal situation yeah. you know what I mean? especially the older you get i think what happens is when you've been djing for so long it's like you you become accustomed to like that's all you do so if you're not working on a weekend you feel like yo what yeah. the fuck am i doing I like you're failing yeah, yeah. i'm just saying exactly. when some when someone texts you and they're like yo where are you at tonight and then you're like it's like I'm like yo. I'm so you, you like subconsciously fill your calendar to the T because you're like yo. I just want everything at all times because I don't know mm-hmm. like you know what I might next month might be slow so let me just get all fifty gigs in one month and like yeah. but then you burn yourself out and it's like yeah. doing it too long. They Josh, you're in a you're in a unique situation though because Vegas has the seasons. So like you already know your winter season won't be the yeah. summer season, you know. Mm, that's true. But what I'm downs. saying is winter winter season though in Vegas is like convention season and corporate mm-hmm. gigs. So that's true. You know what I mean? CES is not going to be here. All the big conventions aren't going to be here. So that's actually going to be like pretty a uh, pretty big hit, you know? Because even last year, like actually, the, I think the last or the second to last gig I did, it was like a, a corporate gig before this whole shutdown happened. So it was like those, that was back in February. And then, so usually like the, the convention season ends. And then as that happens, then like the brunch season and the, and the summer pool season start to come, you know what I mean? But so now we're leaving this summer season and we're going into the fall winter time and there's not going to be no, Yeah. I mean, we'll see, hopefully there's corporate gigs, but we'll see what happens. Yeah. For us, our season starts uh, right now. The which one? Yeah, like our season, just in general. Like our season is from October until pretty much May. Then, mm-hmm. then it's just like disgustingly hot, and nobody mm-hmm. wants to be outside. Oh, Phil. So, man. Well, hey, we are going to transition to our last segment. I'm ready for this yeah. rapid fire. Rapid fire questions. We have three for both of you. So, um, who wants to answer first? So, so we can so we can make an actual rapid fire. Who wants to go right. first? They are first. Oh. There first, and then Kaz. All right, here we go. So I'll ask the first one, and it's literally no thought, just whatever comes. Here we go. You're in the airport. You're about to catch a flight. What's your food and drink of choice that you take on the plane with you? Kombucha and cookie. Ooh, okay. Ooh, what kind quick. of cookie, though? Uh, uh, depends how long the flight is, but chocolate chip. Hopefully, there's a healthy, not a healthy option because there's no such thing as a healthy cookie, but something that's not so you crazy. You look like an oatmeal raisin guy. Yeah, I say, I'm oatmeal Ooh. raisin all day. Nah, nah, nah. Chocolate <laughs> chip. All right, OG Kaz, chocolate chip. Kaz, what's Kaz, yours? You. Oh, mine? Uh, just a bottle of water. That's it. No food? No food. One, bottle one meal a day? Okay, I see. Um, <laughs> no, yeah, but I don't, I don't like to, um, even pre-COVID, like, I don't like to eat in planes. Like I'm very iffy yeah. about things in planes, um, and I sleep in planes like a lot. Like mm. um, I, another thing that I got from conflict is like whenever I would travel, I travel like first thing in the morning. So what I do is I normally fly out Friday, and Thursday is my gig. So Thursday I would have a long day. I would DJ. Sometimes I would drink a little bit. I'll smoke. I, I normally do smoke like before I go to the airport. 
or an edible. And when I get on the plane at six, seven in the morning, it's the end of my day. So all mm -hmm. I take is a water. I've been drinking water all day. I showered. I leave the club, go home, shower, change, and I go to the airport. Uh, by that time, I'm already like crash. My body's already kind of crashing. So all I do is I buy a bottle of water and I get on the plane and I fall asleep on the plane. So a bottle of water. That's it. For sure. I right, the pretzels or the little biscuits. I mean, I'm like, okay. <laughs> all right, all right. Um, next question. What is your biggest pet peeve when you're DJing? <laughs> I'm ready for Kaz's answer on this. And then what's your biggest uh, pet peeve when flying or traveling? Go ahead. Zaya's first, though. Uh, pet peeve while DJing? I guess uh, I hate when, like, everything's disorganized or off, like, CDJs are there and, like, the mixer's not centered and, like, everything's just not tidy. It's very, and, like, it's very gold of you. Yeah, Very yeah. gold of you. Like, bro, I'll go <laughs> and, like, while I'm starting DJ, I'll, like, literally set up and, like, keep do redo the, the cabling cables. because oh, i'm man. just like bro okay. this guy, this guy. <laughs> just because i'm gonna see it all night it's gonna piss me yeah. off and then uh yeah, when, when, when traveling traveling uh yeah. bro i don't really i don't think i have a pet peeve oh i mean you know when, when you start traveling a lot you get like annoyed by the people that don't know how to travel and you think you're like an expert traveler <laughs> yeah and it's like people doing group, like stupid group four, shit. bro yeah. <laughs> Yeah, just doing like stupid things or like the whole the the luggage on the bin and they like they they don't know where to put their thing and like or people put it like they're like super territorial like no I sit here so my bin my my suitcase goes here and it's like bro I put mine in the front like so like I don't care wait 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 hold up though because didn't Kaz you told a story about how you left your your DJ bag way up in the front because I used to do that put your bag way yeah. in the front and then someone snatched it bro well, my um yeah my 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 um, my carry on. So oh, yeah, your carry on. Yeah, I, I, on, on one of the episodes, I said I normally, if I don't get upgraded, I like to sit in the back of the plane, mm -hmm. always. Like I don't give. I'm I'm on 28F or 28A, <laughs> no matter what, because there's higher chances of the chair next to me to be empty if I'm all the way in the back, than me sitting in the front. So if I'm in 27, 28, 29, even the last chair, because even the last chair reclines too. So mm -hmm. if no random stewardess is flying with me, I do that. But uh, now I don't do it because of that time. Uh, pet peeves while DJing, my personal space. Mm -hmm. Like, that's the biggest thing that I'm into. I don't give a fuck if you're whoever. The hottest girl in the world, I don't care. Like, like arms reach, you cannot touch me. Like, don't touch me. I don't want you to touch me. Like, don't touch the equipment. Don't touch me. Let me work. Like, girls oh, tapping. like whatever. that packed DJ booth? Bro, you've been, you've been preparing for COVID before COVID was COVID. Yeah, like when, when this shit hit and like, so I, my first gig back, I was like, yo, this is amazing. I'm fucking happy. <laughs> Six feet. Yo, I just don't like, I mean, but we, we, we've all been there, you know, yo, like Vegas yeah. booth and like Miami booth, like, yo, you're DJing and like, you can't even fucking do what you're doing, you know? And, and like, yeah, a lot of times, you know, when I was drinking too, like even more of a reason, I'm like, I'm drinking. I don't want everybody drinking my shit and I don't want people just on me because I'm obviously drinking, so I'm not as aware of everything. Uh, and then travel, I hate when people talk to me that are sitting next to me. Like Dang. I'm a I'm a headphone ear like I wear like headphones everywhere, even though if nothing's on, I, I don't want to talk to you. Like, you ain't trying to develop relationships with the uh, nothing, <laughs> with the car salesman dude next to you. Like, I mean, I just don't like, I, I just don't like, I don't know. Like, what are you going to, what are you going to tell me that? What are you going to tell me? What are, what are you going to do that? I don't know. I don't know. Unless, 
I don't know. Just some people I'm courteous. I mean, don't, don't get me wrong. It's not like I'm like, shut up, you know, like, and I put my headphone back on. I'm, I'm courteous, but it's like if my headphones in my ear, like, and people talk to me, I would say that. Like, people talking to me when I have headphones on. It's funny because I'd I, I say I'm the same way, but every time I would get on a flight, I'd have, like, this fantasy of, like, oh, I'm going to sit next to, like, like, a chick or, like, it's going to be, like, this super interesting dude who, like, owns this yeah. billionaire tech company mm-hmm. or, like, a celebrity, and we're just going to talk for four yeah. hours and it never happens ever. Uh, I, I had a chick, I had a hot chick sit, sit next to me one time, and, like, she mentioned something to me. And I was like, oh, cool, whatever. And, like, that was it. And it's awkward. Like, once you even say one thing, then you're like. Oh, I like that. You're playing hard to get. I see you. I see your play there. That's nice. (laughs) (laughs) Zaya, there's a funny story. There's a funny story for you about the, uh, like, you never know who you're going to sit next to. Giannis, before COVID, Giannis and his brother, you know, they play on the Bucks now together. They had to fly back during one of their away journeys to for a baby shower for Giannis's uh, fiance. Now, they bought coach tickets, like a red eye coach flight back to Milwaukee. Bro, they're like seven feet tall. <laughs> yeah. So the owner of the Bucks would call Giannis. He's like, "Yo, you could have just like chartered a private jet. Why? Why are you? Why did you fly coach?" And Giannis is like, "Well, I don't. I don't have private private charter money." He literally flew coach. On an airplane wow. back to Milwaukee. So, like, yeah, you never know who you're going to sit next That's to. That's crazy. Kaz, I like your long play. Ignore the girl. Make her want you more. I like that. I appreciate that. I mean, it's just <laughs> like, but that's what I'm saying because most of the time I want to sleep or I'm, like, mm-hmm. clocking out. And I'm just like, yo, like, nah, I'm not, I'm not here for this. Yeah. Like, yeah. and then like, why are you traveling? Are you, I hate to have, this is non-travel just in general. I hate to have the I'm a DJ conversation with like non DJ people. Um, I sound like such a brat, but it's like <laughs> just such a it's the same story. And like, like oh yeah, I'm a DJ. Oh my god! I'm like, are you somebody famous? Am I mm-hmm. sitting next to somebody? Fa-? Like, no. I'm just like yo, I'm a DJ. Like, I play music. It's cool. Like, I don't know. I, I sound like fucking uh, like a very grumpy. Uh, <laughs> Just here's a, a here's bit. a counterpoint for you though you have you have an ambassadorship though to the dj culture and so someone's perception of you if you were to come off let's say like you didn't mean to like let's say like full good-heartedness right you're just like now it's not a good time to talk to me but if you like come off by saying you're a dj and then like you cut it short that could be the person's only perception of the dj world oh damn touche and so then it turns into Man, a, like, I mean, don't get me wrong. I'm never like, when people talk to me, I'm never like, don't talk to me. I'm not a dick. Yeah. I'm just like, like I keep the conversation going for as long as I can. But yeah, I'm like, Oh, I like your purse. Is that a Donnie and Burke? My mom has that, you know, like, no, like small, but talk. those are the conversations that you have. Yeah. The yeah, small yeah. talk, the fucking like those conversations. I'm like, like, I'm not going to be like, if somebody's like, oh, hey, um, do you mind? Uh, or like, hey, I like your shirt. You know, I'm like, oh, cool. You know, I get a regular black T-shirt. You know, like, I don't know. Yeah. Um, I'm cool. I'm civil. I'm like, don't get like people think that I'm a dick. I'm not a dick. I'm just very forward and I'm very direct, I guess. But well, I'm, not, I'm not saying that. I think it's more like you just never know the perception someone can get from you based on your like tone and your inflection. Right. Like 
I've I've yeah. done it countless times with people. Like I've never meant to be come off as an asshole, but it's like sometimes you're just not in the mental space to like have a genuine conversation yeah. about mm-hmm. craft, right? But also then there's like that like do you put on that face of like, well, I'm representing everyone who's helped me get to this point. And like it's in my best interest to make sure that people who have no affiliation to it have a good sense of like what we're doing so that we stay relevant. That's all I'm saying. Deep. Yeah. It's deep, bro. I've had those, I've had, you know what, and it's funny. Um, I mean, I, I don't think it matters. I can mention it here. Um, we did uh, Beyond the Music last year. Mm-hmm. Um, are you guys familiar with that? Beyond the Music, the convent, uh, seminar or whatever. Festival. Uh, oh, the yeah. one in, uh, it was in, uh, yeah, you guys had it with the, with the dude from, uh, with the Padrom from uh, Mark. Yeah, yeah. he yeah. was there. So yeah. Beyond the Music was a DJ conference uh, mm-hmm. seminar. Um, it was ran by DJ City and Vice. I'm the DJ City Miami rep. We actually didn't talk about that, mm-hmm. but I'm the rep. So during the pre-meeting, like you know, all the reps and everybody, the whole team came together, and they told us this, which I thought was hilarious. They're like, guys, um, you know, we're about to start. Like, this is only the staff. And like, last thing is, don't be dicks. A lot of y'all can be condescending, can be dicks, but remember that you're a paid employee, you're a DJ City paid employee, and people paid to come out here to learn DJ things. Mm-hmm. And after that, when they told me that, it, it's kind of, I kind of reflect that how I'm reflecting right now of what you told me. And, I'm a, and whenever I'm in a position where I'm representing a brand, representing this, representing that, I'm always as forward and cordial as that can be mm-hmm. like when i go to a new put venue, the face on then exactly yeah. like i say mm-hmm. like I, like i said when i go to a new venue and i'm playing at a new venue or there's a new manager i tell them hey look here's my number feel free to let me know whatever you need and however i can help you yeah so i'm not always on like on my guard up or whatever i'm just like oh cool you know yeah yeah i work for this company like when i wear i've traveled a lot with a dj city hoodie because it's mm-hmm. like a super thin hoodie that i just like to wear and it's not too much. So I've had DJs approach me for that. And I'm, uh, most of the time, I mean, I've been pretty, it's DJs that are like DJs, DJs. And they're like, oh, mm-hmm. cool. I work with someone, so whatever. And I've had kids come up to me and I'm like, oh, hey, you know, cool. Like, you know, visit the site and whatever, like sell it, promote it. Cause in the back of my head, I remember like, yo, I'm out here representing the brand. Mm-hmm. So that's true. You do have to protect your time, though. I think that's a thing, especially when yeah. you're traveling. Some some people are just bored and they don't have anything to talk about, so they'll like see DJ Paradise on your computer. You know what I mean? And they'll be like, "Oh wait, you're a DJ hey. in, in Vegas?" And then they'll want to talk to you for hours. And it's like, "Yo, I I have like these invoices I need to send and this." Da, 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 da. You know what I mean? So yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I can't like see that. You, yeah, you can. You you do gotta sh- cut it short just to protect yeah. your time. At at yeah. times, but yeah, the the strategy I like to use is anytime. I know I have something going on. Let's say it's like a DJ related thing. I'm on a flight and like, usually I take that time to like prep crates. Cause like you really don't ever get an opportunity to just like sit with yourself on a laptop anymore. Now and you so, do. For COVID, well, you now do. you yeah. do obviously, but it's, it's more like in that event where I have something going on and somebody wants to engage in that, I'll be like, Hey, like I have like this, I have to do right now. Like this is my Instagram. Like if you have questions, like DM me, I'm more than happy to answer them. And like, usually that nips it in the bud right away, but it also gives them like a next step of yeah. like, if you're really interested in talking about this, like reach out and like, mm-hmm. I will I like that. 
we'll you know, make time for you. Yeah, when, and you, you yeah. can commit the time at a later point and it gives them the buy-in of like, oh, this person genuinely like wants to like help answer my questions if I have them, you know? <laughs> and it also helps you build that network as well from like a very indirect way. But um, no, just really interesting perspective on uh pet peeves definitely <laughs> uh all right we, we asking this last question oh the last one here Do we it. go all right last one here we go have you ever missed a flight and if you have tell us about it never um Dang. yeah <laughs> <laughs> i figured if i had to bet i figured that yep. would be the um yeah we've been I talking guess. about who would who would say what <laughs> I normally don't. I normally I have I've never overslept. Um, it's been normally like normally when you miss flights. <laughs> so I've I've missed a flight when um if I'm going from east to west if I'm going to a different time zone, uh -huh. um my old calendar would keep East Coast time. Oh, it wouldn't update to West the Coast current. Oh shit! Okay. Yeah. So I had that. I've had that happen to me uh, uh, once and I was already at the airport and I was like, fuck. Um, she was like, oh, that flight is long gone. Blah, 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 blah. And I was like, shit, well, can I just get on standby on the next flight? And it, thank God it wasn't like a, a serious. It was like, it was like coming to Miami. I didn't have anything mm -hmm. else in between or whatever. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, and then but I'm I'm usually like really good. I'm like, yo, I'm not oversleeping. I'm not like, and that's what I'm saying. That's why I book my flights at like six, seven in the morning. First thing in the morning, yeah, uh, I'll stay up, and you know, even if it's like eight, nine o'clock, like my body starts to kind of shut down right when I'm getting to the airport. But I know that in an hour, I'll I'll, I'll get some sleep. You know, mm -hmm. Booza said the exact same thing of like always give yourself enough time on the front end. So yeah. like he'll usually book either between 12 to 24 hours ahead of his like gig. He'll like catch a flight that way. He at least has an entire day. Nothing can go another, wrong. Another option. Right? Yeah. The wild, the wild three o'clock, five o'clock flights. You're fucking insane. People are insane. And I know some guys that do um, a lot of like the more, the older traveling guys that will do get in at 6 PM and leave at 6 AM. Mm -hmm. you know and they don't book a hotel they just fly with their backpack and and a little carry-on mm -hmm. and they take that shit to the club and then they fly out you know like yeah that's to me that's insane see that's I, rough I though because that's, that that's the most efficient if you could do it you know what i mean and if nothing gets canceled and everything works out you can you know maximize your money but i can see like you know what i mean right. you, get a, you get a couple of those cancel flights or whatever like you it's know that it's too small of a window to, to be doing that shit, like, in my opinion. I would just always add, like, whenever I book a flight, I would always add, like, whatever the destination time is or the travel time, I always add, like, two or three hours. I'm like, nah, it's always, it, that's not the real time ever. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, because you have an hour in and an hour out at least. So. Yeah. Man. Yeah, you got to give yourself grace, especially on the, on the preparation side. Getting back always is just like we can catch the flight, and if it doesn't happen, it doesn't happen. But yeah, so I fly back. So and the thing that I was saying, like when I fly Friday, early morning, whatever. When I fly back to Miami, this is another thing I didn't mention. This um, I book 
there I do book afternoon flights because there I do book normally coming back on a Thursday and I DJ at 10 p.m. So I give myself a good three, four hour window before my gig, but there's also an opener. And there, there's like, if I was to miss my flight, the guy playing before me could play the whole night or I could hit up Zaya. Like there's different, you know, options or whatever. Uh-huh. I would never book that early going into a new city, but coming back, I'm like, fuck it, I'm going back to Miami. And then what I'll do is I book in the afternoon. I get back to Miami between 5 p.m. and 8 p.m. Uh, I go home, drop my bags off. Uh, sometimes I go straight. Sometimes I just drop my bags off and leave. Sometimes I drop my bags off, shower, change, go to the club. I'm exhausted. Like, I haven't slept. Like, when I get home and I drop my bags off, I see my bed. And I'm just like, fuck, like, mm-hmm. I want to come to my bed. Like, I'm already like, but nah, I got to go do this gig. But I know that by the time the gig is over, my body's about to shut down. And that's when I get the best sleep. And that's that why sounds I awful. <laughs> yeah, right? And I don't schedule. <laughs> and I don't schedule. I don't schedule any morning gigs. I don't schedule any pool gigs or anything. Yeah, so, I, I mean, like, see I'm your not, anxiety. Okay, yeah, right like now. I try to get the first flight out, especially <laughs> if it's a West Coast, because then like I've, your whole day is. I've done that. Done. Oh yeah, because you lose the three hours. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, I I've done that. I've done that when I I get in. I get in like at 10 a.m. on a Thursday and I have to DJ at 10 p.m. Like my body isn't like it's still kind of shifting, I guess, from not being there. So. I don't, because when I land, when I land somewhere, I sleep on a plane. I don't go to my buddy's crib and like crash on the couch, you know, like, yeah, I hit the ground running normally. If it's an hour, three hours, four hours, like, that's what keeps me going until later on. Sometimes I'll nap, but usually never. But so I'm doing it on the way back. I'm showing up to a city, you know, X amount of sleep. But this time I know that there is an end goal. So this time I know that, yo, by the time I get back from my gig i'll be so tired and i'm gonna be ready to knock out hey good good game Zaya. <laughs> yeah really. i just i just saw your reaction yeah. looking up because <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. we're watching the we were both watching yeah. the the bucks game uh, now nah, my phone was blowing up that's why i knew i was like oh shit so, oh miami one right sceneries nah nah it's all bucks good huh we all right, all right, we we can continue these conversations later on uh, connecting bites. Oh, radio. get out of here! I'm done. Oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, man, but I'm yeah, let's morning, uh, guys. Yeah, let's let's wrap this up. This has been been seemed like it's been a few hours already. It's been yeah, yeah. it's been two hours. Are we good? Yeah, this has been right. awesome, guys. Yeah, we appreciate you guys. Huh? You guys got to both plug your socials and your you know MIA Radio socials. Go ahead. Who either one? So, uh, at DJ Zaya, everything. Uh, bro, I'm trying. I'm trying to get that Z E A Instagram. Like, Zaya. I just want. I just want the three letters, bro. I'm, I'm. I'm trying every which way to get it, but right now it's DJ Zaya. Someone else got it right now. Yeah, this like fake bot Arabian ah, dude, Iranian same, artist. Same. Yeah, Peter Pancake like, is somebody like in like Eastern Europe. Yeah, with like fake followers and all that mm-hmm. shit. I'm trying to like get it taken down, but whatever. So it's DJ Zaya and uh DJZaya.com and and yeah, MIA Radio, everything. Um DJ Cast, spelled with a five, DJKA five on Instagram, um DJK5.com, landing page. Before Linktree existed, I had the original landing page. 
Ooh. Animated GIF mm-hmm. running in the background, and Ooh. I have everything. Um, and DJ underscore KA5 on Twitter. Uh-oh. Um, DJ Twitter. Spicy. Yeah, and then I have a Patreon. I have uh, Patreon.com slash DJ Patreon. That, sorry. Patreon.com slash DJ Cast. Um, and that's where all my edits are found. I used to give out my edits for free and, you know, put out edit packs and everything. And uh, now I'm solely based on Patreon. Uh, I have different tiers, five bucks a month, and I put out edits every week. Oh, snap. Every all right. That's week, five bucks a month. I give you 40 something edits, 50 edits. Um, and it's not Woo! just like, parts, like, and then I have the top tier, which you get like my personal shit. Like, if you want, you know, um, like I just did a mix for globalization. Uh, I just started a mix show on Power 96. So I've been doing a lot of edits. If you want like the good shit that I play, it's the higher tier, and that's 10 bucks a month. Dang. So, um, want the, yeah, you want them cans at my radio and everything. MIA-radio.com for all the links. And, and then you guys, you guys are doing Twitch too. What's your Twitch time? And, and Twitch is uh, at MIA Radio every Wednesday at six and Eastern. Eastern time. Yeah. And then uh, I don't know if Kaz has been on his, but I, I just eat shit on mine. I literally play UFC and sub Tony Hawk on mine, fucking around. It's Zaya Zone, Z A Z O N E. And yeah. yeah, DJ Cast K5 on Twitch. Um, once we have this studio running here, definitely we'll be doing more stuff on the side. So nice, let's get it. Well, yeah, man, we appreciate you guys. Thank you so much. Like I said, you're an inspiration to our podcast, mm-hmm. and it's dope to have you guys on. So thank you very much. Uh, and you d- inspiration to DJs in general, man. Like I said, the yeah. up and up and coming legends in the making. You appreciate see, that. See, See how see the work that it takes to get to that level. So can we say can we say living legends? Is that living cool? legends? Wow. Hey, hey, you say it. I'm not gonna say it. You say he it. He's not gonna say no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And we'll we'll definitely have to we'll have to get get out to Miami uh whenever we can and get some food. Yeah. Yeah. Bad. I just food. got the heat alert that the heat one and are going cool. to the Cool story. Appreciate we're going, you. We're going to Sergio. We're going to, La, we're going to Burr Road, 40 Street with the pots and pans. I'm just going to go to bed. Absolutely. Awesome. So then what you guys will hear up next are uh, exclusive mixes coming directly from Zaya and Kaz themselves. Um, do you guys have any specific ones that you're going to throw away? Well, or I just did. I can send you. I did one for globalization. I got hit up last minute. Uh, I can send you that. I can send you a rock one. Uh, whatever you want. Yeah, whatever you want. Yeah, whatever catalog, you guys want to send us. We might have to just do a whole because this episode was so long. We might just do a whole another episode with their bonus, bonus it. content. Yeah. The B side. Yeah. The B. I don't know. We'll figure it out. You guys will see mix from Zay and Kaz, and it'll be super dope as usual. And oh, I wanted to shout you guys out. Thanks for. Uh, featuring my mix from oh yeah on your podcast i got mad like miami followers like i got like 30 followers just off of that so oh i'll I'll send you guys my application i'll send my (laughs) my resume i'll send references the whole night send it over bro (laughs) we need content bro all right guys thank you so much you're about to listen to mia radio coming up next hey Say yeah. <laughs>
Refugee asylum can be purchased. Uh, everything's for sale. Got five passports. I'm never going to jail. I made Jesus walks. I'm never going to hell. Control level flow is never going to sale. Luxury rap. The Hermes of verses. Sophisticated ignorance. Write my curses and curses. I get it custom. You a customer. You ain't custom to going through customs. You ain't been nowhere. I'm. And all the ladies in the house got them selling out. I'm done. I hit you up, man. Nah.
15 años puede demostrarlo. Quiero que la noche salga para romperla, para romperla. Baby, póngase de espalda para romperla, para romperla. Hoy quiero que la noche salga para romperla, para romperla. Baby, ponte más de espalda para romperla, para romperla. Para romperla, para romperla.
fuera al hogar Una cintura chiquita mata la cancha Tú estás fuera lo normal Tú lo bates como la vena de abuela Hay muchas mujeres pero tú ganas por pela Enseñando mucho y todo por fuera Tu diseñado no quiso gastar en la tela Oh, mamá, pero la fama Estás conmigo y te va mañana Cuando lo mueves todo me sana Eres mi antídoto cuando tengo ganas Oh, Lockdown, I'ma stay staying thinking. 
Oh, Lou, just watching episodes of my intent. And I got T Rod for assistance. Bad boy, I'm at the ball like a piston. I'm quarantined on the quarterback. quarterback. MVP, I'm scoring that. Scoring in the full here. Shout out to Jordan. Shout out to Jordan. Napkins. I need more than more day. Can't find the remote. Out of control. Out of my mind. Out of my hand. Out of my soul. Out of the code. Got my box locked. Out of the code. Put him in the house. And I go to heaven. Put him in the house like Corey. Here you can find me like Corey. Keep on me on the story.
welcome to the cruise ship. Doing shit you don't even see in movies. Ride with me, ride with me, boss. I got a hard head, but her ass off. She want the last name with the ring on it. Cause I pulled out a million cash, told her blank on it. And all this sand 
just an option
check it out. Could it be my bag of jeans and my gold teeth that make me different from y'all? Ain't trippin' dog, but listen dog, I was raised a bit different y'all. Doing my thing, using my ghetto slang and I'm represent thugs. She's who I roll with, watch them niggas that gon' love this. Niggas who I don't bun, on the run, they got 10 years on parole. You can't say it dog, I'ma say it for y'all. Motherfuck the popos, uh -huh. fuck the judge, the CEOs, fuck the DA and POs, fuck the family of the victim witness and stitching assholes. Shots and then pop bottles. Flirt with the hood rats, then pop models. Kiss the game, goodbye. I got beef with the feds and the DA. I got footage of the game, press replay. I got bitches in the club all over me. Mine, take it easy. And y'all scared, I could tell. And I'ma get bucks like Milwaukee, cause like Sam, I could sell. I'm that nigga, y'all know that. Bang you in the yard, then slide off on the early go back. In the streets, I flash the cannon like Kodak. And I spray threes, so say cheese. Already told you I'm looking for enemies Double R, so of course it's better I love cornrows and fair faucet feathers It's a message in a glass bottle, read the letter Money in the bank, membership, visa, sweaters And we ride or D.I.E. together Uh, uh, come on, put your hands up Now, fuck that, put your hands down Come on, put your hands up Now, fuck that, put your hands down Uh, come on, put your hands up Now, 
bouncing, scrunching they after your name and they mouthing. Bounce them around, bounce them around, bounce them. Keep asking me where I'm from. Hey, about the borders and then I run. Hey, keep asking how I feel about guns. There's a light and dark army, which side you choose on? Trouble guard when I kick in the door with D block, brave hearts in the double law. Don't make me let the machine off. This is methadone music that you can lean off. Made you look the remix with me up on it. I copped your shit. Now I break weed up on it, and everything is real. I see like my niggas that been home, but they only got a jail ID. I helped the game, it ain't helped me. I'm top five dead or alive, and that's just off one LP. And I still buzz, they feel cuz, cause they know the flow's ill, just like Will was. I'm just trying to make sure that my son's wealthy. Out of shape, but I make sure that my gun's healthy I'm an ape, you can't stand kiss Coming through the hood in the Aston Vanquish The color of dandruff They said we jumped them, I just let the gun snuff them Copy the turbo soon as they uncuff them This goes out to all of your mans Why put you in a verse when I could put you in a car in a van? D-block They shooting! Oh, I made you look You a slave to a page in my rhyme book Getting big money, playboy, your time's up Where them gangsters, where them dimes at? They shooting! I made you look. You a slave to a page in my rhyme book. Yeah. Getting big money, playboy, your time's up. With a gangster set, with a is tight, better watch me round your girl if you ain't fucking her right. You dance player haters never wanna see me blow. Flamboyant entertainment, CEO. Yo, the spotlight is mine, it ain't his no more. When Lee come home, niggas can't live no more. And I'm straight, keep a hard world mind state. I never lounge where you find Jake. Surprise niggas like a blind date. L rhyme great, and I'ma increase the crime rate for old time's sake. Run with me, and I'ma make you a star. When me and my crew hit the clubs, we go straight to the bar. Leave them empty. I cruise through all them in the M3. Never Pay for party, say my name and I am free I want some hundred G car shit, superstar shit Selling niggas that wet shit, right out the jar shit I'm dumb hot, I'll wreck you and your young flock Keep the gun cock, represent one block 139 nigga, the danger zone We quick to put a bullet in a stranger's stone I'm known to kick a rough rhyme and rock much shine Yeah, we're out, I done took up enough time Unless I go show you shit is real And I ain't really never gave a fuck how niggas fit Rob and I still, cause I want to, cause I have to And don't make me show you with the Mac, you don't know by now, then you slip. I'm on some bullshit that's got me jacking niggas flip. Let my man in them stay pretty. I'ma stay shitty. Cruddy, it's all for the money. Is you with me? Get the bitches, and I'll commit the crime. When it's on, we transform like Optimus Prime. Off on the head, roll out, let's make it happen. If we ain't gonna get it with them, we'll take it cap. Bustin' off, dustin' off, it's softest niggas. Money with the biggest mouth, let's off this nigga. Come on, this nigga, you never made a sound. We ain't too fucking hard, and you getting bust down. Get at me, dog. Yeah, niggas wanna kill us. Get at me, dog. Yeah, niggas want the bread. Get at me, dog. Yeah, with the dirt. Yeah, niggas wanna be killers. Get at me, dog. Yeah, niggas wanna kill us. Get at me, dog. Yeah, niggas want the bread. Get at me, dog. Yeah, 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 and yo, peak the style in the 
away the cop sweater uh -huh. The number one question is can the feds get us? Uh -huh. I got vendettas and dice games against uh -huh. ass betters And niggas who pump wheels and drive jettas Take that with ya Hit ya, back split ya uh -huh. Fuck fist fights and lame scuffles uh -huh. Pillowcase to your face, make the shell muffle Shoot your daughter in the calf muscle uh -huh. Fuck a tussle, nickel plated Sprinkle coke on the floor, make it drug related uh -huh. Most hated, uh -huh. uh -huh. while y'all pump uh -huh. really I run up and stunt silly uh -huh. Scared so you sent your little mans to come kill me uh -huh. But on the contrary, I packed the Mac Millie Squeezed off on him, left the paramedics breathing soft on him What's your name? Who shot you? My ties like Sinatra uh, Peruvians tried to do me in I ain't paid them yet Trying to push 700s, they ain't made them yet Rolex and bracelets, frostbit Rings too, niggas riding away, call me Igloo Sticks Who? Where you from? Big Smalls, nigga, shit your drawers Brooklyn, represent y'all, hit your falls You crazy? Think a little bit of rhymes can play me? I'm from Marcy, I'm Varsity Chump, you JV Trigger Jay-Z Nigga, baby, my uh. bed style flow's malicious Delicious, fuck three wishes Made my road to riches From 62's, gym stars, my mom's dishes uh. Gram chopping, police van docking D's at my doors knocking uh. Yeah, rockin', uh. yeah, no more mister Nice guy, I twist your shit The fuck back with the pistols Blazing, hot like Cajun Hotter uh. than even holding work at the days in With New York plates outside Get up out of there Fuck your ride. Keep your hands high. Shit gets steeper. Uh, Here comes the Grim Reaper. Frank White. Need the keys to your innkeeper. That's right. Chill, homie. The bitch in the Shoney's told me you're holding more drugs than the pharmacy. You ain't harming me, so pardon me. Pass the safe before I blaze the place and hit six shots just in case. DJ Cat. Cat. Cat.